Jamo, yeah. you might want to move a little bit closer to your router, just to let you know. You do you do sometimes go a bit robotic. He sounds like a Dalek. <laughs> That's good. I am a Dalek. Sometimes yeah. they don't change. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, Jamo, just to let you know. That's all right. No, that's cool. Is it, is it better now? Is it better now? Oh, oh. Comedic timing. Oh, that timing is that's going on uh, Patreon listeners for just uh, four ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> Welcome to Media Memoirs, Frost Media's podcast, where we talk about the media that we've consumed over the last period of time. I am Mister Monday, and joining me, as always, are Nazara Nation, JMO, and Invader Sam. Howdy, folks. Howdy, Howdy partner. How are we all back. doing today? We're back. It's been a minute. You know what's funny is that I said on the last show, oh, we almost do it quarterly now, and Ben responded, oh, no, we don't say that because then it'll be every six months. And you know, it's almost been about six months since we last did the show. So you're blaming me. Yeah, so it's all Ben's fault, really. It's it's been a rough year, to be fair. Yeah, it has been. It's been a longer few months for me as well. Yeah, Yeah. J-Mo's been out there. Working away at Wimbledon Tennis and Jiving. then been waiting for the call again. Just been waiting for the call for you guys. I've been sat in a cold little room <laughs> just waiting for them to say, let's do a podcast. Just oh. by himself. I feel like yeah. there's, some, there's an element of truth to that. <laughs> yeah. He's there listening to that. Just be like wrapped in a blanket, just yeah. waiting by waiting by his computer like... Oh. yeah. Maybe well, one day. He just, he just sits there and he listens to yeah. all the intros of all the podcasts. Yeah. And he, it feels like we're talking to him. Yeah. yeah. I've got, with a little flask as well, I've got a little flask in this tiny little room. It's padded cell, more like. Just waiting and waiting. Come on, we're going to have a podcast this week, aren't we? Now, <laughs> now Jamo, I'm yeah. expecting big things from your from your media memoirs. Yeah, there's well, a lot. We'll, we'll, we know that Will only likes about a, a two-hour show, so we could be going for five hours if, if you just let me speak. Yeah, we can't let J-Mo loose, guys. No. He's out of the room, oh. but we can't take the collar off. <laughs> can't yeah. let him loose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have opened the door and let me out for release today, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, Will, you can mute him on here now. I can. So I can, like, like shut him down. Like, That's enough. So, have we all been consuming, absorbing... Oh, I've got I've just loads been, of memoirs. So much media. I'm seeping with media right now. Are you now. literally <laughs> seeping <laughs> with it? From every it's, orifice. It's coming out of me. <laughs> every single orifice that you can think of. Oh, in, so we're on past my Halloween. Body. This is like a no sleep episode. <laughs> oh, dear. It's getting scary already. Yeah, spooky, Our listeners spooky. are just like, yeah. Just media seeping. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Great. Well, who's going to go first? J-Mo went first last time, if you remember. Did he? Because, uh... No, I didn't. <laughs> you did. You did. You talked about, uh, you talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, 
other things. Oh, I mean, I, I that was I that was my <laughs> that was my alter ego, other James. <laughs> yeah. James. Well, I've decided yeah. actually to let Ben go first this time. I'd already, oh, I'd already decided before I dangled wonderful. that in front of you, Jamie. I'm sorry. Well, okay, so Ben, what are your media memoirs? <laughs> My media memoirs. Wow. I mean, where do we begin? I mean, there's just a list down to my. I've told you, I've, I've been seeping with it. This, this, just all this media. I'm good. <laughs> so much I'm gonna, media. I usually, I've got a bit of a. Uh, I've, I've noticed, I've got a bit of a. I do the same thing every time. I always leave the big thing that I want to talk about last. I'm not going to do that this time. You're not. I'm going to start off with the big thing. Oh my god, you absolute nutcase! Yes, I am. I'm going to start <laughs> off with the with the, the the thing I've been consuming the most recently, <laughs> and that is that is the most recent entry into the Pokemon franchise. Oh, you've been Scarlet. playing it. Have you been playing it? Yes. Oh, my word. I was yes. looking at this. I almost picked this up last week. Well, yes. Before we get into this, mate, before we get into this, I really would love to know why you chose Scarlet over Violet. Uh, because I liked the Scarlet Legendary more. That's that's interesting. That's an unpopular opinion, I think. Carry on. Uh, probably. Um <laughs> But because uh, uh, I mean, there's there's a there's there's a version of Scarlet and a version of Violet in the house, so you know I can. Oh, I see. I'm, you can. You can. Yes, I, I see. I, yeah, so I can go and play Violet once I'm done with Scarlet, if I wished. If you to decide do so. to. Who yes. knows? Maybe I don't. Maybe we'll find <laughs> out what I think about Pokemon Scarlet. Hmm. Maybe we will. Hmm. Yes. Um, yes. The most uh, recent entry. Has anyone else got this? No. I've really, I've been really tempted because obviously yeah. with Vakas being the start of the year, and I was hoping they would have cleaned it up a bit. But I hear there's been lots of issues, but it's really good. At the same time. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely like, I'll, I'll talk about the good stuff first because this, you know, it's one of the, it's one of these games that, it's almost there. You know, it's almost really good. Like, there's some there's some really freaking good stuff about this. Like, the actual roster of Pokemon, like the new Pokemon they've brought in, are really like, I really like all the new Pokemon. Like, some of the ones that they brought in in Arceus, I thought were a little bit like weird. Um, mm. But in this, in these two, in Scarlet and Violet, there's there's some really cool new Pokemon. Like, and the starters as well, I think, are some of the 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 coolest. I went for. The little Fuecoco, the little, the little fire, fire crocodile. He's really. Oh yeah, he is cute. He is <laughs> cute. Yes. Um, and he turns into a really cool um, crocodile, like fire ghost Pokemon, which is really cool. Um, and there's obviously like one of the big things in the game is that you actually start off the game with your legendary, <clears throat> um, with the legendary Pokemon, but it's like it's more of a it's a it's a mount really. Um, yeah, I've so seen, like it's, seen, yeah. yeah. So in Scarlet, it's Coridon. Uh, Violet, I think, is Miraiden. Um And they're both like you know that they, they've they've lost basically at the start of the game. They've lost all their their abilities somehow, and you have to sort of work your way through the game and, and give them their stuff back. And you you do these sort of um, fights with Titan Pokemon, which are these really large Pokemon, um, not quite like the Alphas in. Uh, Arceus, they're, they're 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 a little bit different. They're like evolved a bit, and they're 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 like huge Pokemon. And then when you defeat them, 
you sort of unlock different mount abilities mm. for um, your legendary, so like dashing, climbing, uh, gliding, and stuff like that. Um, and this is actually like the, the first true open world Pokemon game. Arceus like was sort of semi open world. It was it was very much open world areas. Yeah, there was sort of the you know you could go to different areas. Whereas this is completely open world, like pretty much after the first hour hour and a half when you get the 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 general you know railroady like tutorial side of Pokemon. Once yeah. you pass that, they literally throw you out into the world and like right, go and do whatever you want in whatever order you want, which is one of the coolest things about this one, is that you could go and do one of the hardest gyms if you wanted to right at the mm. start of the game. Like, that, that option is available to you, which I think is so cool because one of the biggest problems in the Pokemon franchise of the last maybe 10, 20 years is the fact that they're very easy and they're they're very much like you know they 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 make them very accessible so if you want to go and and be like right you know what i'm going to go and do that really hard psychic gym like right at the start i'm i'm going to do that and that's and i, and I really like that because it makes it mm. you know there's there's that pa the power of choice and just being yeah. like yeah this is actually really cool that i can just go and do whatever i want it's like i started off um, you know, they literally said you could go east to go and do these sort of quests. You can go west, or you can go south to go and do these sort of quests. So it was like, I was like, okay, and and I love that start of a of a game where like in an open world game where like they just like show you the map and show you you can go wherever you want, and like making little goals for yourself. I was like, right, okay, I'll start it off pretty pretty simply. I'm gonna go towards the grass gym. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to catch some Pokemon on the way and go and do that grass gym and then see what, what happens afterwards. So I love this side of the game, that it's a true open world. And like the, the big thing in this one is the uh, the big sort of gimmick, I guess you could say, that they always put into these games um, is the terrestrializing. I think I'm saying that right. Um, for people that don't know, it's like, or have seen clips, it's like when the Pokemon go that sort of like crystal... Um, you can basically do it once um, every time before you like rest your Pokemon. And every Pokemon in this has a Terra type now, which basically means that when you terrestrialize, they become that type. So, so you could have a Pikachu who's normally just an electric. His Terra type could be flying. So if you terrestrialized him, he would become a flying type. And then he'd be able to use flying type moves. So it's actually this another sort of really cool change to like, oh, actually, I could have the all these Pokemon and cover all these bases with all the different types. But if I had different Terra types on those Pokemon, it just adds these extra like layers of like what you can do now in Pokemon. You're not like constrained to like, oh, because let's be honest, a lot of normal types in Pokemon are pretty crap. But like if you've got a normal type Pokemon that's got a Terra type that's grass or flying or dragon, then mm. it's like, oh yeah, I can actually pick this now and not you know, I can pick one of the really cute normal types and not feel like I'm hurting myself because I can, you know, change them into a into a terrestrialized flying type or a you know, whatever type you want. Yeah. So it's 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 a really cool addition. Like it's 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 like I've most of the time the terror types are one of the types 
that the Pokemon already is, but so, but finding a Pokemon that has a completely different terror type to its um, base types is really quite rare, and it's really cool when you find it. Um, it's like I've got a um, a dragon Pokemon that's Poison Dragon, and he's his terror type is water. So like I can literally cover three different types with one Pokemon, and it's just it's just a really cool change to the the normal sort of um, matchup system of the types. And you can you can just it, it it pretty much allows you to pick whatever Pokemon you want and give it whatever terror type you want because you can give you can change a terror type of a Pokemon. It takes a bit of a grind to do it, um, but that's a really cool side of it. And then you can actually do these raid battles, these terror raid battles against terrestrialized um, Pokemon. It's very similar to um, Sword and Shield, where you had the Dynamaxed. Oh Pokemon. yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that. Yeah, I think I've seen um, some kind of pictures and, vi and videos of this, <clears> kind of like comparing the two. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Um, like, and 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 the the terror raid battles are actually a little bit different. It was whereas they're not because it's it's multiplayer as well. You can do it completely multiplayer, and they've taken away the turn based side of it, so that you're not just sat there waiting for all these other people to. <laughs> to it's all like in real time, and there's a time limit instead of. It being a, a, a sort of a, a, a turn-based combat, um, really yeah. cool actually, um, and yeah, the multiplayer side of it as well is really is is a nice addition because now you can literally run around with another person or another. Few, uh, I think you can have a group of four people. It's not perfect, um, like you can't get involved with another person's battle if they start battling a pokemon out in the wild you can sort of watch it happen mm. um, there's a few things that you can't do but it's a good sort of starting point for this sort of fully cooperative gameplay which i'm sure that they'll take to the next step in the in the next one um yeah it's it, it, there's so many good things that's like because it's like a school theme in this one so there's like classes that you can even go to um in the in the school and whilst for a uh i'd say a veteran maybe po uh, pokemon players not really going to be that interested new players are going to find that really cool because they're actually in a sort of a class room format like basically gives you extra sort of tutorials yeah you even do like exams and stuff and like there's even a, <laughs> a math class and it's like oh shit like i've actually got to do maths oh my god no. like, like I was like, is this is this is this actually fun? Like, <laughs> I'm literally having to, to to do maths in a Pokemon game, but that's that's a nice side of it for people that that want to do it. I looked up sort of the um, the rewards at the end of it. It's like there's literally like eight different classes you can go to with eight classes, like eight different lessons and two exams in each one. So there's like fifth, like almost fifty odd classes and exams and i was like is this even worth it and i looked it up and it's like yeah you can get sort of rewards really good early game rewards yeah like xp candies and um there's a there is a there is a i think a galarian meowth that you can get um from one of the teachers but it, it, it it's one of those things it's good for new players it's good for people that probably want to do that role play -y side of the the, the school stuff mm. but i i quickly got bored of it um <laughs> The Pokedex is really cool now as well, actually. Um, rather than just it being a list, it's they've sort of designed it in like it's like a bookshelf 
and every time you um catch a pokemon there's a there's a there's a, like a book that goes in the it's just a small change to just that normal top to bottom list it actually makes it quite satisfying to fill up the pokedex now Mm. It sounds like a small yeah. thing, but actually, it makes a big difference to wanting to catch more Pokemon. Um, That's really cool because I, I, one of the things I like about the Pokemon stuff, without having properly played them for ages, is I like the Pokedex. Yeah. I mean, I think I used to have on the 3DS. Now, was it the yeah. Wii U? There was a separate, just a separate Pokedex app for some reason, yeah. which yeah. was a companion thing, and it's really cool. Like the information of how they list the information for each Pokemon yeah. and like, you know, what their skills are and their strengths, but it's done in such a neat little way. Yeah. They're taking it a bit, a little bit further this time as well. Like, you know, the book has its own cover with a, with a, a cool picture of the Pokemon on it and you get rewards now for every 10 yeah. Pokemon that you put in the Pokedex, you get an, a, a little reward. It could be Pokeballs, it could be XP candies, you know, anything sort of like that. Mm. Um, now I'm like that's all the good stuff. Like it's 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 you know it's it's almost like at that point where it's like this is one of the best Pokemon that's come out. Like it's almost there, but I'm sure a lot of people have seen a lot of stuff. Brace yourself, bad. listeners. Brace yourself. Yeah. Strap in for um, this. Yeah. A couple of small things for for me personally. Um, there so there's there's basically there's three different storylines that you can follow. There's the gym. You know, there's the you know the gym side of things. You can go and do all the eight gyms, beat the elite four, and become Pokemon champion. Then there's um, the Titans, which I mentioned before, that you can go and defeat the five Titans to unlock the abilities for your legendary Pokemon. Those two things are really cool. I love I love both those sides of it. You know, the gym and the elite four and the Pokemon champion stuff is always cool. The Titan fights are really cool. Um, there's another side which is like the gang stuff because there's always a gang. Yeah, there is. there's always grunts. Um, <laughs> in, in this one, they're called uh, Team Star, and it's it's really silly and really corny, and it usually is. Um, but mm -hmm. it sort of it, it. The reason why in this one it's a little it's on an extra level is kind of because it's set in a school, mm. so they're kind of like, like I get what Game Freak were trying to do with it. They're trying to like highlight that bullying is bad oh, and it's yeah, just, yeah. it just it just comes across in this really corny tongue-in-cheek like stupid story <laughs> and it's so japanese and it's just uh, it's just it's just too much it's it's really corny and the actual like the, the the idea behind the fights are interesting like you they basically have these bases around the map and when you go to the base you have to go in and first of all <laughs> defeat 30 pokemon in 10 minutes which would be cool all you actually do is just a little bit like arceus where you could throw your pokemon out and you could just do a quick fight or no, no they, you couldn't do you couldn't do that now because you could you could get them to collect things um but in this one you can throw them out and they do an auto battle oh, and right, just, yeah. it, it goes it, it ends in like two seconds you basically go around doing that to all these team star pokemon yeah, which but, is but, just like but, I don't know. Would you rather have to spend like twenty minutes battling ten ten trainers? Yeah, like the the idea, the, the the premise of it is cool. The the execution of it, you are literally walking around pressing one button. I think it's, 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 kind of it's not fun. Yeah, I feel it, I still yeah. I feel like I'd rather that though than have to battle twenty twenty trainers in like ten minutes. No, no, 
I agree with that. It's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> maybe have it as something else. Yeah, yeah. Like don't don't have it like like it it's, it just becomes a little bit repetitive. You're just running mm. around pressing ZR ZR. Yeah. You, just, you, just, you literally <laughs> that's all it is, and it's it's really dull, <laughs> and it's always over within like two minutes anyway. Like the ten minute time period is ridiculous. And then you fight. Does that feel like a, sorry, Ben? Does that feel like a lack of skill and progression on the battle system? Yeah, it, it's it's just it's just like you feel like a drone it just feels like mindless nothing like it's completely different to the other two um sort of story quests um and then you you do then after that fight the main sort of boss um person who's there and they they always have this weird car pokemon it's like this giant car that comes out it's always playing (laughs) weird music which is which is is cool i guess but it's still really corny um so that side of stuff I wasn't a big fan of. The music as well is generally pretty eh. Like it's like the the music that plays in the school is the most repetitive annoying thing. It's like you're oh it's just awful I have to like turn it <laughs> off. It's so bad. Um and the general exploration music is just really weird and re- too fast paced. Like I liked Arceus's soundtrack. It was very calm and like yeah you're out you're out in this world and you you're going whereas in this, it's like I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm walking, I'm walking about. Like, it's like battle mode all the time. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, the big, the big thing is the performance. Um, yeah. It's it's re- like it's really bad. Like really, really bad. This game shouldn't have been released. I saw like, a thing on Reddit, and a guy was yeah. saying that he'd streamed it for like two hours, and he'd lost like ten minutes because of lost frames. Yeah. Like it, his save game was was yeah. like ten minutes longer or something. Yeah, yeah. the lag, yeah, yeah. the glitches, the stuttering. This frame rate drops everywhere. I've had multiple crashes. I never get games crash on the Switch. Never. I've never had a game crash, and I've had multiple crashes. The texture qualities of things is just abysmal. Like things are so pixelated, and the pop in and the render distance for things you can literally be walking around and a group of pokemon just pop in right in front of you and because because it took so long for them to render in you then start fighting them so i didn't even see them it's it's (laughs) that bad like the worst places are the towns and the npcs Hmm. the, the humans it's literally like stop motion like you can be you can be like 10 feet away from someone and they're still in stop motion it's 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 I cannot believe that it was released like this. It's actually crazy how bad it is. Now, I've been able to eventually look past it and like I've not finished the game, but I'm in the sort of post um sort of Pokemon Champion side of yeah, the game. Yeah. The sort of end game stuff. Um and I've managed to be like, no, you know, I'll I'll look past it, it's fine. Well, it's not fine, but I, I can you know the the core gameplay is fun yeah but i just cannot believe you know i don't you know who who is to blame is it game freak is it the pokemon company it's probably a bit of both like yeah. i think the pokemon company should have should have delayed this they should have seen you know it, and it's probably their fault that that it was pushed out of the door because they probably wanted to meet their sort of deadline they didn't want to delay mm. it game freak you know they've they've allowed it to be released like this it's it's mad how bad it is. I could, I could not believe. I've never 
like played a Switch game that looks this bad, and and I don't think you cannot blame the Switch. No, for this. I was going to say I've seen it's a lot of people kind of blame the Switch, and it's not because no. you know Zelda comes out and it's Breath like, of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. just don't forget the Switch can play Witcher Three, and that it looks, can play the that looks... Witcher Three exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, that's the thing. And Witcher Three on the Switch, you'd be hard. Obviously, when you put it on the actual TV, it looks a little bit more like it's been. Yeah, it's yeah, hard work. But when you're playing it handheld, it runs it. I know. So the Switch is a very powerful machine for what it is. Yeah, and you it's, know, it's... I think it's unlocking that power. I think a lot of people started off saying it's a switch, but I think a lot of people are coming to terms yeah, with it. Oh no, wait, yeah. hold on! Like, not... no, this is this is Game Freak. This is po- the Pokemon Company's fault. Like, mm. this should not. This should been. This should have been delayed. It's it's the like I said. The biggest thing is you notice it in the in the towns and the actual NPCs walking around like they're part of a stop motion film. It's abysmal. <laughs> you can start a fight with a Pokemon in front of you. And it's still all blocky, and it hasn't fully rendered oh in yet. Goodness. It hasn't fully like yeah. it's it's awful. Yeah, honestly, it's it's that's really bad. And it just like I said, it, like the game is so close to being one of the best Pokemon's that's come out in recent years. Mm. Like it's so nearly there, but but this like completely almost overshadows it because it's it because it's always right there in front of you. Like I said, like. The other things I had a problem with, you can look past it. I don't have to go and do the Team Star stuff. I don't have to have the music turned on. I can turn it off and put some other Pokemon soundtracks on, you know. But this is is constantly in your face, and it's hard to ignore it, especially when you're in a town when you can just looking around and it looks like you're in a in a bloody PlayStation One game. Like it's <laughs> PlayStation One game. Uh, yeah, that's really bad. That's PlayStation bad. One but games then... look better. Yeah, I know. See, that's crazy. But then, don't the Pokemon games have a schedule anyway? It's not that's it's usually two yeah. Pokemon games in a year. Yeah, yeah they, they do come out every year, don't they? Yeah, and you can tell that this has been rushed out. Maybe, maybe, maybe this out. will be the one because people were talking about this with Arceus last year, right? They, this this conversation was still happening, although not quite as bad, right? So maybe this will be the the straw that breaks the camel's yeah. back and will actually yeah. kind of force. I don't know. It, it's it's the best. It's like the best selling one, uh, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. But that's because I think I think that's probably because you know Arceus was like a side game almost, mm. right? Whereas this is the next mainline entry. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. It's so close to being that that like it's a really fun game yeah it's a really fun pokemon game like i said the 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 new pokemon that are in it the actual roster itself the ones that they've picked from all the other generations it's really cool Mm. and it's just the performance that just ah god why did they release it this this needed another few months just to iron out those the, the the performance issues and it would have been really good and it is really good it is really fun and like I said, I was able to look past it and just hmm. see the funny side of it, but it, it but it isn't acceptable really um, no. for a for a sixty dollar game, you know. <laughs> anyway, I, I do love it. It, it. it is great. If you're going into it though, just be prepared. <laughs> just be prepared to to sort of be playing a PlayStation One game. <laughs> <laughs> just go, yeah. Just, just <laughs> get the Game Boy um, Advance out. You know, have better yeah, graphics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of my main my main thing I want to talk about. Um, a couple of other sort of things. Um, 
I did uh, watch. Um, uh, when did it come out? Sort of Halloween time, I guess, a few, uh, few weeks ago now. Um, the new Guillermo del Toro series, um, The Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix, oh. um, which is um, a really fun sort of collection of horror short stories um, that's sort of presented in this format where um, del Toro himself begins every episode and he's sort of walking around the actual cabinet. Um, and it, it, it's not just like a cabinet. It's like this, this, like, how you'd imagine this sort of this big, uh, cabinet of, uh, all these different compartments and things. And he's at every at start of every episode, he's sort of pulling out a certain section and describing some idea, philosophical uh, theory so yeah, or concept, yeah. um, that relates to the current episode narrative. Um, and each episode sort of has, um, uh, a different director who's showcased, um, and they're all individual self-contained short stories in each episode. So there's like um, a story about a man who buys a storage unit that belonged to a dead cultist um, and sort of, you know, what was in them, what the man finds. There's an autopsy episode that has sort of alien um, story lines in it. Um, there's a brother trying to make contact with a ghost of his long dead sister. They're all really... So, you know, there's these self-contained short stories mm. with big horror elements. So obviously, you have to remember that this is a Del Toro thing scary, and this is horror. Scary. Um, yeah, yeah. Whilst there are a couple of episodes that aren't as good um, as the others, the production quality, the acting, the cinematography is always good. Like it's always incredible. Um, the cinematography in general is fantastic, um, and I'd say the uh, best episodes are one called the outside which is a story about a woman who longs to uh sort of fit into society um and she buys and becomes obsessed with a popular like skin lotion um that causes her skin to react in a in a weird way and it sounds sort of like what and it, but like if you imagine that in like a horror sort yeah, of sense I can, I it's really it. unnerving like it. it's fantastic <laughs> um and uh, the other one that we loved was um, the last episode, which is called The Murmuring. It's more about a classic haunted house story, yeah. but it, it tackles like death and, and grief like so well. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. It was definitely the best one, I think. Um, yeah, that was, that was really great. Um, abs we absolutely loved um, it. And they sort of left it open because it's all these sh little short stories. You know, there could be another series. And, you know, you just, you just keep doing little short short story horror short stories um mm. like they did they did some classic um hp lovecraft um um stories in there and there were a few other um classic um horror uh writer stories in there as well so it was it was really good uh if you're a, if you're a fan of this sort of stuff it's, it sounds like uh, something for uh, for sam definitely yeah yeah. Have you, yeah have you seen it sam no i've been wanting to watch it yeah it's great it's 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 del toro you know he's mm -hmm. he's so good at this stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. You know, um, whilst whilst obviously each episode is it's has its own director, he's still obviously the overarching like producer and you know brings mm -hmm. everything together. So yeah, it's great. Um, highly recommend it. Um, and I guess yeah, that's pretty much everything. Um, I I wow. did want to because obviously it's been a while since we've um done one of these. I did want to just mention that. I think Elden Ring is the best FromSoft game ever made. 
and uh, I, I finished I it. I completely agree. Because um, we've talked about it before, so I just wanted to mention that I, yeah. I finished it, and I think the entire game is a perfect culmination of everything from soft to good at. I literally can't find a fault with it, and um, the Melania boss fight is the hardest fight that they've ever made, and it's the most fun I've ever had in these games trying to figure out how to beat her, and beating the game as well was the most fun and satisfying experience I've had, like one of the most satisfying experiences I've had in gaming. So, yeah, big big shout out to, to Elden Ring as yeah. well. Just mm-hmm. add as well, because obviously, uh, did you do a lot of exploring, or did you just decide that? Dude, I did. Come away I did everything. <laughs> I did everything that you could wow. possibly do. I, I wow. just, yeah, I got lost in that game for months. Yep. I, I was. We were talking about. Game. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this. Sorry, listeners. We were talking about this before the podcast started because I've got a thing where I I'm getting sidetracked by so much in the world. The world is so great to explore and. You get NPCs in there. They don't. They sort of hint to things, and then all of a sudden, you're sort of going to these areas and then going back to them. It's. I. I don't want to go too much into it because I could talk for ages. But for the same reason, Ben loves it. I love it as well. It's just so perfect in the way that it creates it. But even if you do go and funnel to the main storyline, you're not going to be disappointed because the way that the boss fights are set up as well they're just so well done ben has 147 hours in it i've just looked thank you <laughs> well done well done it yeah. was it was all i played like pretty much it it was around the time that um i think i just started it when we talked about it in the last pod so yeah yeah i i i pretty much after then i just that was all i played it was just fantastic crazy that's me i'm done i'm done <laughs> Elden Ring, great. I feel like it would it would make me angry because I've heard it's it's really hard. Yeah, I can't deal with all that. I need easy games. I mean, I play games on easy anyway, right? There is stress on some of the bosses, but that feeling, that elation when you beat the boss and you've done it after twenty attempts, and you it's a punch the air moment. It really is. You know what else is a punch the air moment? When I kill a guy on Call of Duty on easy mode in the campaign, that's that's pretty great too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, that, uh, that that just says your level on um yeah, that's the standard level. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, Ben, I'm going to throw this at you. None of you have probably even thought about this. About this. Although I actually probably know what Ben's going to choose already. What's your song, Ben? You don't. Do I not? Um, can I just like pick the whole Taylor Swift album? <laughs> yes, Slay Queen King. Can I just say that? Because <laughs> it's in- insanely good. Like, what's your yeah. favorite song from it? I don't know. I, I love them all. Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't. I love them all. I love Mastermind. There you go. Is that your song? Uh, sure. Let's go, Mastermind. Oh, I really thought he was going to pick Paramore, everyone, but he's not done that. Yeah, see, I, that Paramore single's really good. Oh, I was, ex- yeah, it's a really good single. April, and I'm so freaking nice. excited. Yeah, I saw that. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. What was it? Sorry, again. Uh, let's down. go, uh, Mastermind from uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. What what topic did she choose? <laughs> no, nobody. All right then, fine. What? Mastermind, the, the game <laughs> show, the quiz show. Oh, <laughs> That's almost as bad as my joke in the um, oh, WhatsApp yeah. group yesterday. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Jesus, oh, we're both going to a bad comedy club. There you we'll... go. There. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. And next yeah. up is Sam. It me. Let's fucking go. Let's go. All right. Well. Oh, gosh, there's been so much media since we last got together, guys. Like, I can't even... There's just too much. It's seeping out of you. <laughs> it is. It's seeping. <laughs> um, But really, though, I feel like there is no shortage of things to watch, things to play, and it gets overwhelming sometimes. I don't know if you guys can relate, but... <laughs> like, in between school and work, I... Have not had the time till recently to do anything that I want to do. <laughs> anyway, let's. Too many things. There is. It's like this day and age, you you shouldn't ever be bored. No. <laughs> Problem as well. I agree. Like... I've I've been juggling TV shows at the moment. So. We we've we've made a list of things that we want to watch, and it still it still doesn't help. When we're mm -hmm. like, what should we watch? <laughs> uh, it's the same with us. Yeah, like, what, yeah. what do you want to do? What what media? What kind of media do you want to consume? Every today? morning, every morning, Sam wakes up and asks me, "What what do you want to consume? What media do you want to consume today?" Those exact words. <laughs> what media do we want to add to our memoirs? He <laughs> <laughs> said that so calmly. There, that was that's the um, advert. You can put that on a trailer. <laughs> what do you yeah. want to add to our memoirs? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off by talking about something that Ben brought up, so I'm sure he'll have a lot to say mm. about it. But <laughs> Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight's. Perfection. <sighs> yes. Like every time she announces a new album, I'm just like, I know it's going to be good. I don't think there'll there'll be anything bad that Taylor Swift does. Hopefully. I um, hopefully yeah. <laughs> I you tried to buy tickets. I I was a verified Ooh. fan. There tried a, to buy tickets. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. It was sold out like so fast. So that just tells you how much people love Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 as well with tickets over this side. There's been yeah. quite a few Ticketmaster the um the seller for the tickets are in a lot of trouble at the moment because of how they've handled the Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I really wanted to go because I've been a fan since, I mean, since her country music days, and she just keeps getting better and better. I know she's older than me, but I kind of feel like I grew up with Taylor Swift, so. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But Midnight's, yes, perfection. Um, Antihero, on repeat in my head all the time. It's just, it's, oh, uh, it's, it's one of those albums where it's just like, there's not a single bad track on it. No, there's not. And, and I, I love the vibe of it because it really, it really mm. does feel like, like these songs that she's singing, it does feel like the name of the album, Midnight's. It just feels like that kind of vibe, like, She's just decided to record these, you know, she can't sleep. It's late at night. That's just the yeah. whole vibe. It's really, yeah. there's a few upbeat kind of sounding songs, but it is, 
It's pretty yeah. relaxing to yeah. me. That's, it's yeah, like, it it's like a chill yeah. album. See, see, you, you guys know me. You know I'm a little bouncy man. So for me, uh-huh. Taylor's really peaked at like 2019's Lover, and since then has been on a gradual decline for things that I would listen to since then, because that was her well, peak kind of pop, kind of, you know, my style of Taylor, which is like just very poppy and uh, upbeat, right? And I then think she's going ones. a lot deeper now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely, yeah. you have to, I think about that too, and like you have to consider where the world went after 2019 well that's true that is true <laughs> and how taylor i mean her also, her albums she... are the phases of her life i feel like like whatever she's going through so and the people that have wronged her and she needs to call them yes. out and i love that she does that <laughs> yes yes um it's the progression of an artist though isn't it as well great artists can progress and change their styles and actually get bigger mm. and have more food full music as they get better some artists don't progress and that's that sort of sets where their bar is yeah taylor swift her bar is getting higher every time she's just an amazing artist like people people who were her fans during her country music era they don't they don't like her anymore but i think people say that with like different bands too though because paramore was very seen back in back in the day and their sound has changed but that's just what happens and i feel like if you're a true fan of the band and the <laughs> artists themselves that you'll just stay on that bandwagon yeah well <laughs> jeez god i'm such a piece of shit <laughs> no. no i'm just i'm just saying you know yes people are allowed I to agree. change their sound and i feel like through I'm, the I, years i don't like it when people just stay the same now you talked like, about this. You've yeah. talked about this in the past. Yeah. I remember actually Ben you saying that. Mm. You saying that before. See, that's, that's I think that's also where, more. We... Sorry, Jamie. For music, yeah, I was going to say for music anyway. Nowadays, you have to have a little bit more to your bow than just doing the same style of music. Yeah. Because there's... most people are into several genres now, rather than mm. sticking to one genre of music. Yeah. And if you can be an artist that covers all those genres, you're at um listener base is you know grows tenfold and that's you know you have to do that i mean a perfect example is um art monkeys the change of you know their progression as well they're mm. a completely different band mm. how they started off and they have to go that way you know because otherwise it becomes stale and it's stagnant that album was anti-hero you have to pick one anti-hero you have to pick definitely. one definitely and there have been a lot of amazing singles from different bands lately um like sorry my brain went blank right after i said that (laughs) (laughs) like ghost brigade by creeper that's like one of my um a song that i listen to pretty much on the daily now i haven't heard it. but the song that i have picked out isn't by either of those bands But it is a song that has been my favorite for like the past few. I think it just came out last month, but it's been my favorite song, so I'm gonna pick it. And it's called "Already a Queen" by Priest. Is this, is this the one you sent to me? Yeah, it's really good. It doesn't sound like what they. Although I don't really know what they normally sound like, but this they one... normally sound. I I think their vibe to me is like kind of like a cyberpunk societal type of sound. That's what it reminds me of. Some songs are upbeat more. They're they're more like 
deep and dark and like bassy but mm. they do have some upbeat ones and that's one of them and it's yeah. just so catchy this 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 would definitely have been at home in like cyberpunk 2077 the song i think <laughs> yeah priest is a it's an amazing band it's like um i think it's two of ghosts musicians i can't remember but the other band that i like ghost it's two of the they used to be in the band but that's for music i figured i would throw my favorite song in there yeah nice 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 <laughs> Um, and another memorable piece of media that Will and I consumed when Will was here, um, oh, no. the film Barbarian. Oh, have oh, you guys seen this? I've heard of this. Oh my God. <laughs> what is it? It's, I, a, I, it's a horror, it's a horror film. Movie. What is so this? basically like, I don't want to tell you what happens in case you want to watch it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, this woman, it, it goes completely off the rails, so I don't think <laughs> I could ruin it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The premise, I think, is, uh, is fine to, to tell. So it starts out like this woman goes and she's staying in Detroit and she rents an Airbnb, but it turns out another guy is already staying there. And uh, there's something wrong with the house. I'm just going to say that. There's something wrong with the house. Yeah, you think it's going to go in one direction? It does not. Yeah. It's, it uh, completely threw me for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a weird one because, like, it is a horror film, but there's moments in there which which are just straight out of, like, the comedy playbook as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe, like, dark comedy, like, black comedy. I don't know how you, how you what, the, what the phrase would be, but, like, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, what a wild thing to witness and remember what a wild memoir i think <laughs> yeah um it's hard it's to just, talk about isn't it without it is without it. ruining it if you guys <laughs> wanted to watch it i thought maybe you had because it's i feel like it's it's one of those that has been talked about yeah, a little bit because yeah, it, it is just it's a wild ride yeah, from I, start I to heard finish the name barbarian and i was like i i, I didn't know what it was i just heard people talking about it like just yeah so a fellow frost media alumni cinema dan has rated it four out of five stars so that's how you know that it's good because <laughs> he is a cinema man he, he is wow. <laughs> he is the cinema say, man. he's a <laughs> cinema dan <laughs> the concept of it sounds great though it's definitely an interesting premise and you know some might say that it might be better if it stayed with the original premise but then some some have the uh, other opinion that it's amazing because it didn't you know so yeah yeah because i think it i want to talk about it without ruining it (laughs) it is hard there's just some great moments in it though there's just amazing (laughs) moments yeah now Will and I have like inside jokes from it now. It's pretty, it's pretty memorable. I don't think we'll ever forget watching that together. No, no. Because after it, it, I just, it of, I just kind of... yeah, it's on the um, Netflix or anything. Yeah, we watched it when he was here for uh, Halloween. We watched it on HBO Max. No, it's in cinemas mm, just... now though in the UK. Oh, okay. But I just think it's really great because I love movies that kind of like I've said this before, yeah. but they kind of like uncover a social issue and in a in the way that movies do with, yeah. the, with its own story, but you can feel and you can understand what they're trying to say through the film. 
definitely an important social commentary. You guys got to watch it so we can talk about it. I mean, this but... this sounds like peak me and Tony stuff. With like, this is we will definitely watch this. I think 100%. yeah, we definitely yeah. enjoy it. What's it on at the moment? No, it's in cinemas. It's in it's in theaters. It's, yeah, it's in cinemas. Cinema yeah, it's the sort of thing that I'd imagine if it's on HBO Max, probably on like a Now TV yeah. or Sky. It'll probably it'll... be on now. Yeah. Or um. Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be now. Yeah. Yeah. Now does the yeah. HBO stuff. Yeah. But you guys will have to watch it because it. Uh, I love movies with uh, female empowerment, and this one has, yeah. has a lot of it. And it, it kind of strikes. It struck an emotional chord for me, but I I love the way it ended. You know, it's hard. I think it's hard nowadays to get a horror movie right. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think just from looking at like I was looking at the at the Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Like everyone loves this thing. Like this is widely critically acclaimed from the looks of it. Mm. It and... has that actor that was in Tusk, so I mean, I'm convinced every movie yeah. that he's ever going to be in now is going <laughs> to be that weird. <laughs> I think a lot of people as well just like horror films, and it's hard to sort of judge from uh, like user. I always we, we always find this we we try and find horror films to watch, and just. Judging by user scores, it's really hard to to sort of it'd be like fifty percent for a film. It's like, oh yeah, but does that mean that it's actually good? Like fifty percent of people thought it was amazing, and fifty percent were too stupid to understand what it was actually trying to, <laughs> you know, what we were mm-hmm. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of horror films that we've watched that have been like that. It's like this is incredible. Like this is, but you can tell that there'd be some people out there be like, what? <laughs> it's just something you have to you have to see for yourself i think you have to just want, go for it and decide because like yeah. the vhs movies i know people a lot of people love those a lot of people hate those but i think they're incredible exactly i think with horror films you've just you've just got to just be like right let's just see what the critics say because critics are usually able to see when things have like deeper meanings and social commentaries mm. and stuff like that so if it's got a good critic score, just watch it, I think. Because usually, if it's... But yeah, uh, we, we, we definitely... I'm definitely going to watch this, 100%. It sounds right up our alley. Yeah. It's uh, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I was going to talk about was Overwatch 2. Yes, let's go! <laughs> it's good fun. But, uh, before you start, yeah, we I just want to say Gino. thank you. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you for introducing me to it. I really enjoyed that. We were glad have you played to have any you, more Jamie. of it? Oh, you haven't really had time, yeah. have you? <laughs> no, no. I've, I've, the other thing as well, I've, because I've got my Series S, I've had to. God has taken up all the storage oh, on it. The storage, yeah. Oh, bloody, yeah. Yeah. 200 gigs yeah. or whatever, 250. Ridiculous. It's 120 on the Series S, That's but anyway. Go on, to, I had to wipe Overwatch 2 just for now, but I put it onto the Switch, so I'll probably come back and do it via the Switch and instead play it handheld. Oh, so. I can't imagine that. That's what I was going to do, just just mm, if I was like I laying in bed, playing I'm a couple just matches. Trying to think about the controls, because it's like a shooter game, isn't it? You've got to be fast reactions, and if you're having it handheld. I wouldn't be in the PC pool, though. I don't <laughs> No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Just get ripped. Uh, no, Overwatch 2, my god. I mean, you can say a lot about Overwatch 2. You can say that it's the exact same game as Overwatch 1, and you'd probably be right. 
because the, the core kind of gameplay is the same. There is There are changes to some of the heroes. Uh, like like a lot of the stun effects have been removed, so they just kind of do a bit more damage now. They don't actually stun. I don't think there's anything that stuns you now in the game left. So like McCree's, sorry, Cassidy's grenade thing doesn't stun you anymore. McCree? Who's McCree? <laughs> Who's McCree? Uh, it doesn't stun you. Like um, Brigitte's shield won't stun anymore either. So there's no real I stun. I thought it does. No, it they doesn't. Take... It doesn't like stop you. Sounds to me. Like they've just taken the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they've had to disable two different, three different characters, I think, since it launched to fix. Uh, what's the word? What do you call like it? A game breaking bug. Yeah. <laughs> balance. Yeah, to balance. Balance because some characters are overpowered on certain skills or attributes well, they have. So they disabled... yeah, like immediately Bastion yeah. got removed from the game Bastion... because he was just like Bastion. he's still just like yeah. he still rips through people though. Like Will is like top tier at Bastion, and I'll I'll die on this hill. He doesn't <laughs> believe me, but well, I think it's because a lot of people are too stupid to counter Bastion. So, <laughs> they ju I, just, I just get through them. Uh, uh, well, come on, expert. How do we counterbalance Bastion? Well, you could use Genji to deflect his bullets. And if Genji times it right every time, then Bastion has no usability because you'd have deflected everything and it would have killed him. Obviously, Ryan's a good counter for him as well because he's got the shield still. Mm -hmm. And you know any any like Widowmaker any 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 hero that's far away enough to hit Bastion from without being in his range of his of his turret form right because he's different now so Bastion used to just be able to put him out as a turret and he'd be there but now it has, it's like a four second ability mm -hmm. where he's like a little tank that can roll along with his uh, yeah with his turret but then he goes back into his normal form and he just has like a kind of Soldier seventy six style gun. Yeah, and and he can like throw uh, shoot rockets. I yeah, think, he has or like a sticky grenade. Yeah, like a sticky yeah. grenade. And his ultimate ability is like a um, it's like shoots up a bunch of rockets in the air, like a kind of like a mortar attack, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, and Diva can counter that attack by just absorbing the bullets from up in the sky, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think he is counterable. I just think people are too stupid to do it. <laughs> Because he will rip through you if you don't if you don't counter him, right? He will rip through you. So yeah, and that, that's one of the issues. But that's that's nothing to do with the the game. It's players. Yeah, I mean, his, he, he was removed because he plays. He's removed because his ultimate has three shots. <laughs> but you could, if you did it right, because there's two ways to shoot his uh, ultimate. You can do it with the mouse or with a key. And if you did it with the mouse once and then the key once, it would just there was a bug that was just unstoppable. It wouldn't stop until the, the timer ran out, so you could do more than three shots. So that's why he was removed. <laughs> but no, I think uh, yeah, the, the, some of the changes are really good to the heroes. Would like, you say, um, um, just as someone who um, was heavily into it, yeah. uh, into the first one, yeah. but got burnt out, would yeah. you say that there's enough difference in this one? I'm not saying this just to get you to play it with me, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I do think there is. I think heroes is, heroes have changed. I've kind of taken over Sam's section. I'm sorry, Sam. 
I expected this. <laughs> but I do think enough has changed. Like, And there's new heroes. There's three new heroes in the game. You've got Kiriko, Sojourn, and uh, Junker Queen. Queen. All right, so you've got a new tank, attack, and heal. Uh, so there's new characters to, to, to discover and play. There's there's changes, a lot of changes. There's new maps. There's a new game mode, which fucking sucks, and I hate it. But hey, <laughs> it it's is a new the game worst. Mode. It. Yeah, it is the worst. There's there's just just enough changes to the existing heroes as well. A lot of them have different abilities. Mm. Um, Arista is completely different. I would say a lot of the heroes yeah. are completely different. Like again, Bastion's almost completely different. Uh, so yeah, I do I do think there is enough to to get you into the game. The problem is, obviously, it's gone free to play. So that sense oh, of progression of there. Yeah. If you haven't bought the battle pass, there's basically no sense of progression because I don't think the free rewards really do much. And obviously, skins all cost money now. Uh-huh. So you have to buy oh, the course, skin individually. Yeah. You don't. You get skins in the battle pass, but I don't think there are any free skins that you get. <laughs> obviously, no. you earn you earn gold, but the rate that you earn the gold to buy skins is ridiculous. Yeah. So hopefully, they're changing that in season two because you get I think about thirty, forty a week, <laughs> which and a skin, an epic skin. So not even a legendary. An epic skin will cost a thousand, which is eight pounds sixty nine, and then a legendary nice. skin will cost twenty twenty pounds. <laughs> nice. Yeah, don't, don't ask him why he knows down to the cent. Yeah, that's not like I've, I've bought I've any... enough. Um, what was it? Uh, smite with you? With oh yeah. You know, how much you would spend <laughs> on skins? Listen, listen. He's wow. only bought one, yeah. and that was for his for his main that he plays, which is Kiriko. Now he he doesn't he doesn't love Diva anymore. I like Diva. I just think Kiriko is amazing, and these new heroes are really good. Like Kiriko is a really fun healer. She can like teleport next to somebody. You know, she has uh, her healing is about mid middle of the pack healing output. Uh, she can like she has an immunity bomb that she can throw down. So say if Junkrat does his ultimate, and you hear it coming, you see it coming. If you time it right, you can save everyone if you if you're bunched together because you throw down your immunity at the right time and it say you know you're immune. Mm. So. It, she has She's also a good it. counter for Junker Queen because Junker Queen's ultimate like rips through anyone within her direct line yeah. that she's going through, and then they just continuously lose health and they can't be healed. But with Kiriko, she throws that immunity bomb. Yeah, it, it kind of removes all the debuffs. Effect. Yeah, it removes any debuffs that you're you've got on you. So, I've I've, I've not really followed it, so I don't really know at all. Like how <laughs> how how popular is it like how well received is it i mean from like the core yeah at first it was awful it was so bad like the first few weeks it was terrible just even trying to get into the game yeah the uh, launch date was bad but that's any blizzard game right we know they don't know how to (laughs) launch games now um yeah, the change. I mean, the gameplay is still Overwatch, right? The core gameplay, I think, is still Overwatch. So you're gonna you're gonna have those core people that that still that still played Overwatch One right till it was shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you know the gameplay experience is still the same. It's five v five now instead of six v six. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 bad parts are obviously the monetization, the whole free to play. Mm. I mean, we talked about how horrible loot boxes are, right? How everyone hates loot boxes, but yeah. uh, they were better than this. Everyone would rather have that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful what you wish for, people. Because exactly. you complain about one thing, you get something else, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it sucks because they're skins I want, but do I really want to pay 10 pounds? I mean, I have paid for one, 
right? But that was a Kiriko skin, and it was a witch Kiriko skin. Come on. Yeah, yeah I, so... see, see, I get it. I, I'm sure there's people out there that, that may prefer this. They'd be like, oh, I don't want to have a random skin. I want to just buy the skin that I want. I get that. But, like, you're talking about how much for skins? Yeah, the legendary ones, twenty twenty dollars, and there's a new That's there's a new outrageous. one. There's a new tier of mythic okay. skins, right? And so it's only been in the battle pass at the moment. The mythic skin, the only mythic skin in the game. So you mm. can customize it, and it has like cool effects when mm. like you do your ultimate and stuff like that. It's for Genji, so I don't use it. <laughs> but um, if they sold a mythic skin, I dread to think how much that would cost. Like thirty, forty, yeah. even maybe. That's outrageous for one skin. Surely. In, I, I'm 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 not a, a game developer. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not a part of their marketing team or whatever. They probably have a better idea than I do. But surely, if more more people are going to be more willing to spend five dollars on a skin than forty dollars on a skin, mm-hmm. so you're going to get yep. surely then you're going to get more people spending the five dollars than the less people spending the forty dollars, and then surely you're going to or, the, or, or it might not be five dollars, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, surely yeah. if you make it far more accessible, mm. more people are going to be like, "Oh, do you know what? it's only it's only it's only five dollars. It's only it's only two dollars. I'll get one of them." You say that, but then you know they de- they they recoup development costs in the first week. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, and then that's why I'm not part of the marketing team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm not going to go. I'm sorry to. Take I do that feel like. So. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I figured. <laughs> you can say what you think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's why yeah, I play it, it. Like, hours a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think things that I don't like about it. Um, the matchmaking, like either we roll the other team or we get rolled. There's no in between. We've been equally oh, matched to the other team sucks. like like a yeah. handful of times, and it's been a good time. Yeah. But like sometimes we get dropped in a game with like brand new players, and you can't tell because you can't see anyone's rank until. Yeah, you, you can't. I don't think. I don't even think you can see their profiles, right? Well. Yeah. No. So the only thing you see at the end of the game now is their um... endorsement level, yeah, the and that's what we level. use to gauge how new they are. <laughs> Yeah, that's just ridiculous. That's so stupid. It's like what EA did with um, twenty forty two. Mm. Like they didn't, they didn't include a scoreboard because it's like, oh, we want everyone yeah. to be. Yeah. Like, no, stop it. Stop trying to like hide. Mm. People are still gonna. People are still gonna moan at people. Like it's just mm-hmm. part yeah. of. It's part of online games. You know, just give people the option yeah. to turn chat off yeah. and then you've sorted it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wish that, yeah, that, I wish that we could see because just, level. Yeah, yeah. I wish that we could see it though, because like Will will get upset with someone sometimes or I will and then we'll have to say, you know what, they're probably new. And then we'll get to the end of the match and be like, Oh yeah, they're brand new. Yeah. I mean it's all but right it's when just, the new people are on the uh, other team, right? Because then it's easy as shit. I mean, it was, it was fun playing with J-Mo because J-Mo is pretty new to the game. So it was matching us with yep. like all new players. And I swear to God, I've never got better player of the games. <laughs> but then, that, that took us a while to get in the cross-platform. Yeah. The cross-platform play, was it, it takes you longer to get into games yeah. than it does if you're just on one system, the same system mm-hmm. together. Yeah. yeah, it did. It really did. 
but yeah, I mean. But having said that, cross-platform play on all these shooters is so. I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. You know, because obviously I can play with a wider. I don't just have to play friends that have the same console as me. Yeah. Yeah, and, but you're kind no. of at a disadvantage though, and that's what I don't like about it because obviously someone with a mouse and a keyboard is gonna be able to quickly react yeah. and shoot yeah, faster think, than the yeah, that's controller. Why you need to have the either an opt-in for console players. Mm. So it's off by default. You don't get matched with PC players, but you can opt in. I think that is how wish. it is on Overwatch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, and then, to be yeah, honest, they can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me if I'm matched with PC players that are using mouse and keyboard because I just want to enjoy the game and have a laugh. I don't yeah. take these shooters seriously anymore, and that's I, yeah, probably like that. me. I feel exactly the same. I just don't take multiplayer games seriously. I don't really play multiplayer games anymore because yeah. I don't take it seriously and I'm just like, eh. Yeah, me either, definitely. I'd never get yeah. angry at anyone. No, of course I, not. What was I? I try not to <laughs> let it... Like yeah. like I said, when I get upset with someone, I'm like, they're probably new. But at the same time, I'll see someone with an Overwatch 1 skin and be like, you've played this before. You obviously play this character a lot. Why are you not healing me? Why are you focused on damage? <laughs> Why don't you have your shield up? Like, <laughs> that's true. Like, Mo Moira was always yeah. a beast for like damage, right? But she is fucking insane for damage in Overwatch yeah. too. And uh, people do so not you'll play have her people to heal. Just... Yeah, they'll be like carrying the team and not healing anybody. Ben, when did it's you? Just did, was Moira is even available when you when you when yeah. you played no. the game? Like, you've missed so many heroes. You come think, into the Overwatch um, two and you'd have so many heroes. I think uh, I I didn't even have. Um... I just stopped when they brought in the lady with the shield. Brigitte, yeah. yeah. Brigitte, yeah. yeah, in Overwatch 1. That's when I, st I stopped maybe a month or two before she was oh released. Oh, my God. So you really yeah. have missed... You're a real OG. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what level I got to. But... <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's all I wanted to say, though. And as usual, it's it's a team effort, and some people don't care about that. Like... They but just if wanna... you've got if you've got like a team of what what, what is the team five. size five. six five. five so if you had five five people that you played with and you weren't relying on randoms yeah mm -hmm. it would be probably hopefully yeah I played we played <laughs> a little fun. bit with like unique and uh, Timothy and and that from Destiny one days and it was fun when we were playing with those guys because you're all the team right so you 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 you're all kind of talking to each other and so you're kind of coordinating things a bit a bit a bit better yeah. So, yeah, but uh, hey, it's Overwatch, right? It's just fun. It's fun. Exactly. I still think we should just exactly. fully play ranked. <laughs> yeah, I did. I played. I, I played take ranked. It, I take it too seriously sometimes, and I just I want to win, and I don't want to. I don't know. I played. I played, <laughs> I played a bit of ranked, and unfortunately, I am silver rank for healer, so not great. Well, so I'm bronze. I don't know what that means. It's, I'd say that that's that's one under gold. It so is. you're almost there. But then you have gold, book. platinum, and then see. I don't a bunch know that. You could have just said that. that. You could have said gold was the top. And yeah. I been like, You've been like, wow. Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I mean, we're still gonna play it every day together because we have fun. But yeah. I just, I, I, I think there's always room for improvement. Cool beans. Is that is cool that everything? Beans. Yeah. I mean, you kind of summed everything up. So sorry, I really took that over. Uh, <laughs> 
You really took that Overwatch. <laughs> hey! Sorry, there we go. Another bad joke for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, JMO. I guess I'll go next, seeing as I was already talking quite a bit. Sorry, JMO. Love you. You'll go first next time. All right. I, I, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll see you in another eight months' time. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about Overwatch 2, which I was obviously going to talk about as well. So I'll just quickly talk about the other game that I've been playing a lot. Ah, feeling a bit, feeling a bit sus. <laughs> feeling a bit sus, guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Among Us VR came out recently. Oh, God. And uh, it's given me a reason to put on my Oculus Quest again. You mean you don't use that no. one the <laughs> I do, you know think, I do think that the fucking VR games are the future, right, guys? But we just need better hardware right. for it. And uh, right. Because when right. you play in VR games, it's it is amazing. No, 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 I'm no. Sorry. No, it is the future. VR is Mate, the way it's going to go. You said this back in 2011. But, yeah, but we didn't have things that... Well, it's th now it's come, the future. It's come so far, right? VR has come I'm really the, far. in the future. Yeah, I'm in the future, <laughs> and I own a VR headset that I play at least once a month. Okay. <laughs> oh, right? there yeah. you go. That's money well spent there then, isn't it? But these, yeah. we just, you guys know guys, him. Guys, he's got, he's got oh, like... You will die on this hill, Will. I know Dudes, will. guys, folks. Oh. <laughs> Folks, VR is. We just need the games. We just need the It'll games, right? The we just need the games. We just and we're getting them. We've got Horizon Zero Dawn VR game coming out for PSVR two. I mean, there's new VR headsets coming out every year, right? This is it. We're we're getting there, right? Just on the VR two <laughs> thing, there. the price of it is disgraceful. What are you talk about that. Well, hold on a minute. Yeah, it's not acceptable. But PlayStation VR two is not that expensive, is it? Was like four hundred pounds? Five. Three? Yeah, it's the same price it's, as it's a PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Well, no, well, forget about PlayStation VR then, because an Oculus Oculus Quest is like two hundred pounds. So that I've, I've immediately shot down your argument. Destroyed. I still, I still don't. You know, you still, <laughs> I still don't think it's as accessible. I, I know they can't charge like the money side of it. Okay, I can understand why they would need to 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 tee up the price. But it's the fact that there's not enough. There's not enough there. To, you are right. We definitely need to, more to games. pull people in. That's when it's not accessible. It's not. It's like I have no reason to go and get one other than oh, I might play a bit of Elite Dangerous. Mm. But even VR, that, right? even that just Elite Dangerous, on is like, yeah. this. This is but the that, way to play that kind of game, right? But that is not worth two hundred pounds to me. No, but I tell you what is worth two hundred pounds, Ben, is Among Us VR, which is actually only three ninety nine on the on the. It's only like two ninety nine, three ninety nine to buy, which is a steal. Yeah, and it is just Among Us in VR. You're in there, and it's like it changes the dynamic because in Among Us on the computer you can kind of see everything around you you know you, you top down view so you're seeing everything whereas when you're in the game you're there yeah, I can imagine, you're looking yeah, around for the imposter yeah, you actually can't see anything no you, you see in front on. of you like it would be yeah. in real life so you're looking around for the imposter or if, or if you are the imposter you're looking around to make sure no one's actually around there with you and it's a bit harder to be the imposter and it's harder to kind of talk yourself out because it's all voice chat now right mm. so you're there trying to actually you're using your persuasion skills that you have in real life because you're talking your way out of the out of the the, the, the accusation, and it's just really well optimized. It looks great. The map is exactly kind of how it is. There's fun new tasks that that utilize kind of VR. 
so you're pulling levers and you're pushing there's a driving one where you're driving the ship a little bit to, to the right course and it's just fun it's just a fun social social game right and i think that's where vr is best in these kind of social games where you're kind of interacting with other people but again there, there are other vr games like uh, job simulator and things like that that are great solo experiences that really pull you into the universe iron man vr just came out for the oculus quest and that's a that's a fun like superhero game that's been getting really good reviews. There's an NFL game for the for the quest as well that's been getting really good reviews. So there are games there. The pro- yeah, there's definitely games. Yeah. It's just it's just what those games are. <laughs> I just don't think, like you said, like though that list of games, there's going to be someone out there that would be like, oh, that'd be cool to have the NFL one. Mm, mm-hmm. But that's one experience. And again, is somebody in this? in this financial situation that the world's in yeah. going to be spending that kind of money to just play that one experience no we definitely do need more games and i think yeah. i think we're getting there i think there's lots of exciting new games like you can play the city skylines for vr now as well there's a big variety of games for vr and actually uh, that that going back to that nfl thing mm. I, I think the sports games side of it would be really popular if they if they went that direction could you imagine playing fifa or something yeah vr yeah. or or a tennis yeah. game or a, yeah. or or something like um something on the level of like Wii sports or like you know something like that i i feel like they could really push that a basketball game people would love to be on the court on the pitch mm. it is know. cool like when you get into these experiences when you're yeah. like I, I'm, I'm sure i've talked about this before but when i played the hatsune miku game for the first time i got a little bit emotional because you know Miku's obviously not real, but she was right there in front of me. Somebody. Yeah, but you know. that's different, isn't it? Because she is a digital character, yeah, so it probably yeah. did feel real. Yeah. But even 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 in games, you know, like Job Simulator again, where you're just kind of like doing these little funny little jobs and this <clears> funny <throat> and witty, you feel like you kind of forget that you're not. Mm. It, it's weird to describe to somebody that hasn't really done it, but you you, you forget that you're not there. You know, it really feels like it's like you're in the zone, but like ultimate in the zone. Oh, absolutely! Like you, you brought over your yeah, um, yeah. headset, and I and I played the um, Darth, the Darth start Vader, the, yeah. the Darth Vader yeah. uh, game, and literally like it starts off. You're on this this ship, and stormtroopers come in and like hold their guns up to you, and I actually felt like properly like intimidated that this yeah. stormtrooper was going to shoot me like it felt like they were actually there in front of me mm. you know it's 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 it is don't get me wrong it's so cool it's just they need to i don't i i, I don't know what it is that they maybe and maybe they should maybe it should just stay as this maybe it does just maybe this is what it is it's it's an extra side thing that you can get if you want it for different experiences like I, I, I don't see a world where a VR headset is going to dominate the gaming market, and it's going to be like the big thing that everybody in their homes has. Uh, maybe you're right, but I refuse to believe it. I know, but <laughs> I can see it as being the. I think this is what it is. I, I, I can't see too much more. Mm like too many more steps forward for it we'll see you know, I... I think the hardest thing with it and just going from what you're saying a bit the hardest thing with vr is you just said it a minute ago it's got to be in people's homes yeah and the accessibility as we mentioned at the start yeah and 
the only way of getting it through the homes, you know, not as many people will realise you can connect it up to a PC. Um, this yeah. is why the disappointment of the PlayStation VR 2 and the price, because that is the way to get it in homes through a console such as the PS5. Yeah. Is there a bundle? Is that even there, there, there might be a bundle. I don't know. So, 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 but so, it's going to get... I, I, the fact that we don't know probably yeah. means that there isn't. Yeah. But that's I think yeah. I think I think that's why the Oculus Quest is so good because it's a standalone device. You don't need anything else yeah. to go with it, right? But I think for it to for it to go that next level, it needs to be the games consoles, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. Oh, Microsoft. Making, no, they have like, Hololens. They were doing Hololens. Yeah, they have but Hololens. That, that's but... sort of. I think they've oh, potentially realised that maybe that's not what they want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when they showed that off and they yeah, did the mind mind thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was amazing. It was so clever. But then that at that time would have cost like you know that was going to be expensive at the time. Mm. Um, you know, people can't afford these things at the moment. Yeah, that mm-hmm. connect. That's no. mixed reality anyway, though. That's mixed reality. So the the, the Hololens reality, is not yeah. the Hololens is not. Yeah, actually, that was actually going to be a mind-boggling. Thing, so I was sad when it was just a VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say something, someone else wants to speak up as well. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyways, Among Us, Among Us yeah. VR is amazing. Don't get me wrong, Love that it. sounds really fun. Yeah, it is Among fun. Us. It's a lot of fun, and I've seen yeah. a lot of videos on TikTok because the problem. The, I think another big problem with with headsets. I don't know how these kids get these things right, but there are so many fucking kids. Oh, but it, it's, it's, it e- it's easy to scare the shit out of them, though. So <laughs> there's lots of videos on TikTok of people being the, pretending to be the imposter and poor kids nice. getting... I mean, kids nice. that are that young should not be playing these games anyway. I they really shouldn't. feel like that. But anyway, anyway, VR, Among Us VR, amazing. It's like £3. If you have a VR headset, go get it, grab it, jump on. Um, okay, oh, I feel like I'm about to create a new Green Lantern for myself here when I start talking about oh, this film, no. right? Because <laughs> it's not gone down well with people, but it's amazing. Me and Sam watched this while I was in the States. Black Adam. Let's talk about okay. it. Okay. I talk don't about know anything Black about Adam. it in terms of how well it's... I want to see this, but I, I really want to see this, but... Is it bad? Yeah. Like, as in, is it actually bad? I know that you I, actually love it, I don't it think it's bad. bad. Right, I don't really no, get is it. it. Is it actually I bad? don't get it right. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, right? So, obviously, this has been in the works from DC for a long time. And, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has really hyped up how this is going to change the hierarchy of power in the DC universe, which has become a meme, which is fine. And I feel like Dwayne's, like, hyping up of this being the next fucking, like, shift oh, no. change yeah. in the DC universe has has detrimentally affected it. Oh. Um it's cool, man. It's just a cool film and I think people expect DC to always be on this level of Zack Snyder kind of oh, nonsense, right, which is really artistic and DC doesn't need to be that, right? It's allowed to have just a fun film. And Black Adam is a fun film, right? Black Adam himself is extremely powerful, and that's obvious, right? It's obvious he's really powerful, <laughs> and the Justice Society who they send out to kind of take him down cannot stop him, right? They eventually just have to talk him down, right? He's a powerful man. 
Okay, that's great. It's cool. He's cool. He's a cool character. And the, the Justice Society that they bring in are cool as shit, right? Doctor Fate, which some people might say is a bit like Doctor Strange. Fine. I'll grant you a little bit of that, but he's better, okay? <laughs> he's better than Doctor Strange. I'm saying it now. Pierce Brosnan in this film is the best part of the movie, right? Dr. Fate is so fucking cool. Alright, I'll die on this hill. Everything he does is cool. The effects of his abilities are cool. He's just a cool character, well, right? There's a lot of hills. Like, how are you going to stretch yourself out to die on all these hills? Like... <laughs> He's a cool character, and I think that's i think that's probably kind of been universally recognised that Pierce Brosnan was the best part of the movie. Right. And it probably sucks that he doesn't want to do any more ever again, because I don't oh, imagine he? that Pierce Brosnan would want to do more of a superhero oh. film. It really shocked me that he was even in it. Um it doesn't strike me as a sort of thing no, that he would want to do. He would want to do, but he's a really good Doctor Fate. It was amazing. Um, then you have uh, Atom Smasher, who was pointless and just comic relief that really fell flat for me. Mm. And I think for a lot of people, he was just an annoying character. Um, still cool to see his abilities, but he is just Ant Man, basically. Let's 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 be honest. Right. Uh, and then you have Cyclone, right? Who's a really <sighs> unique villain. She is like she has the power of like wind stuff. She does wind stuff, and it's all really cool. Not really like anything else in the MCU. Cool to see her. Doesn't really do much in the film, but still, still cool, still cool. And then you have Hawkman. Hawkman was great. Loved him. Right. Okay. Can I? Can I interject? <laughs> you can interject, Ben. You can interject. So here's the thing. Here is the thing. Right. right. You're listing off all these names that you don't know. Right? As someone who's vaguely familiar with DC, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are names in there that I've never fucking heard of before. I'll right? be honest with you, mate. There are names in there that I've never heard of before. Yeah, and I think that may be the issue here with in terms of people's, like, expectations and going into this. Mm. Like, when, I, <laughs> when, when, an, when an advert for it came on the telly the other day, yeah. Tony, my girlfriend, laughed... <laughs> like laughed because and, and I was like, what is it? She's like, it's called Black Adam. It's like <laughs> she had no idea who Black Adam was. I wouldn't like, say he's a very popular, very, very known no. kind of. And I think that's half yeah. the problem here. Yeah. Is that DC are doing this, they're bringing in like for someone who's not into into um superheroes, right? Mm. You look at the MC I I know it's hard not to do the MCU comparison, right? Yeah, yeah. Look at the MCU, how it started. Iron Man, yeah, Captain America, right? <laughs> they're they're easy enough to get your your head around. Everyone knows who the Incredible Hulk is, right? Yeah, yeah. Your average moviegoer is not going to know who the fuck Black Adam is. They're no. not going to know who the fuck this Bird Man is called, the man with big golden wings, right? <laughs> no matter how cool it is to a big DC fan. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to know who this man with a bucket on his head is. He's just, he's he's James Bond, right? With a bucket <laughs> on his head. I think they just may have potentially made a bit of a, not a mistake, but just a, a creative, a creative decision that may, I don't know, made people think this this is a bit, corny and it's a bit oh it's definitely corny it's corny as shit yeah. it's a really corny movie it is corny it's weird that they're doing this because i think to me 
they've just done i haven't seen it yet the joker but i've heard that it's incredible it is very good um, they've done that super dark they've done the batman mm. which was mm. incredible again yep, one of the best films this yeah. year brilliant film. good they're doing those things they're doing another joker film and then they're doing they're still doing these these generic superhero films yeah but you need door. that it can't all be it can't all do. be yes, like it can't all be that. this like dark and grimy they oh. do need that but i think <laughs> I, I i just think maybe keep that to the ones that people know well and then develop into yeah i mean i think into, this was like this was they're gonna do anyway with yeah with um What's more, call it coming on board. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy got. Oh yeah, James Gunn, who's now the, the head. So, of yeah, he's now part DC. of the main production for DC. Yeah, and that was a big problem with the Justice League, wasn't it? When it came out, was that it was just this rushed. Well, chucked all yeah, the heroes together. Yeah, yeah. you know. And again, didn't allow they, they, it to they, sit. They did kind of do that in this film with the Justice Society. Yeah, I, mean, it I, I think it. this yeah. this this was a film that was made for DC. Uh, this was a film that was made for DC fans, and people, I mean, DC mm. fans do know who the Justice Society are. I would say, yeah. and it's been like even Dwayne Johnson said, well, "I know you've been waiting a long time to see these characters on the screen, and I'm excited that I've been able to do this because he was really involved yeah. in like every part of this film." And one thing I have to say about it. I really do. This is the best music in a superhero film ever. Okay, I'll say it. Okay, I've said it. I feel like you're not going to die on that hill. I feel like <laughs> that that opinion might change. No, well, no, it won't. It won't. Okay. It won't. It had yeah. it had great music. It's some of the best music I've seen in a superhero film for sure. Definitely. I didn't know who it was, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, Sam Sam really liked it. I think another thing potentially is that your general moviegoer is going to go and see a Dwayne Johnson film. Right? Yeah. So they're going to turn up thinking, oh, it's another Dwayne Johnson action flick, and they're going to be very confused. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I think they did try and explain who the heroes are a little bit Yeah. in like just general conversation. But is that, are they related to Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and... Uh, that sounds about so correct as well. Yeah. yeah. It had some iffy CGI, I'll admit. The end, the end, the end, the end battle was a bit weird. Like, and it, it did drag on the end, the ending a little bit. But also, Doctor Fate did the thing from the video games, from the Injustice video games, which was great, <laughs> really fucking cool. Uh, God, I love that. God, goosebumps. <laughs> how how are you, how are you feeling in terms of like superhero burnout? Mm, I, I mean, I couldn't care less about the Black Panther film. I'll be honest. I, maybe yeah. I'm burnt out on Marvel. A little Is it bit. Marvel more for you? Although I really liked, you know, we had like Moon Knight and stuff. What did we have recently that was Marvel? Uh, obviously, uh, she Hulk. Oh, She Hulk. Great fun. She Hulk is so much. Yeah, I love yeah. She Hulk. She Hulk was good. And then you had Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. No way home. No way home. Yeah, they've had yeah. some good yeah. stuff. Shang-Chi. Don't forget Shang-Chi is brilliant. It's so much fun. It's I think, so I think, much fun. I think the last Spider-Man movie made me cry. So yeah. I think yeah. that was the last time yeah. I felt yeah. anything. I don't think there is much superhero movie burnout. I think maybe just DC got this wrong for general audiences for some mm. and I just I mean End credits, post credits scene, one of the coolest fucking things in the world that everyone already knows about, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so, 
That was really Didn't cool. Dwayne Johnson say it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it was to like... try and drum up interest in the movie, right? Yeah, because maybe because um, I was kind of expecting it before yeah. the end credits. I, I think I was expecting it before because yeah. he kind of said, kind of hinted at that. But then you know what happens? Original Superman theme from the original movies, guys. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, <laughs> just great. Well, I really like Man of Steel, so I'm hoping that now... I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit different. It He's was a back. Bit... He's yeah. back. Yeah. He's back. Um, I didn't like Batman versus Superman. I thought that was dreadful, but it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. But no, Black Adam, go and see it if you'd like to, because it is a you really fun movie. Are there any, how I see it, is <laughs> are there any DC, like their, their sort of DC EU, whatever, DCU, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, are there any of those films that you you watch... And think, or it's like on that list of superhero films that you would always watch. Yeah, mate. Like, well, for, yeah. Me, for me, like MCU wise, it would be like um, Avengers, you know, the, the first Avengers or mm. or mm-hmm. Captain America or um, uh, the first Iron Man, even. I loved the well, first See, I Iron think Man. this is the problem with films like The Batman and, you know, even Aquaman to a point is that. Yeah, they're amazing, but you're never going to watch them over and over again, are you? Because no. they're heavy, they're heavy, and that's why I, I would definitely yeah, watch like, Black do, Adam again. Like, I've, I've, I've I have... how many times I've watched the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right you're the Dark Knight right. trilogy is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But actually, funny you say this because last week Shazam was on the TV again, and I sat and watched that, and that film actually was slating DC a little bit. That Shazam. Bucks to trend. Yeah, Shazam's really good. Shazam's really good. It's because it's like big. I think this is why they went with Black Adam because Black Adam is the Shazam villain, right? He even he he gets his powers from the same the same thing as Shazam, right? He even has to say Shazam, right? So I I I don't know why. I think that's why they kind of went went with it next because Shazam had done really well. And obviously it has mm. a sequel coming out. And it is funny. It's a funny, a, it is a, a good movie. Yeah. Oh, they'll definitely do a crossover because, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, that's, that's, that's them. Do you think, though, that if, if Shazam is a little bit more lighthearted, is it going to, like, are there, is there going to be a clash of styles? I oh, know Black Adam's with... quite lighthearted. Oh, okay, okay. It was, it was, sure it was, it was funny. Yeah. There was some funny okay. things. Yeah. Um, yeah, Black Adam loved it. And last thing, I'm going to stay on DC. <laughs> I'm staying on DC, and I don't know if this film was better, but it was definitely it was definitely pretty better than I it thought it would be. It was definitely better than I thought it would be, because I was like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> DC League of Super Pets, <laughs> right, guys? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> this film has. Oh my god, this is the first cinematic appearance of a Green Lantern since 2011. <laughs> Oh, right, mate. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. We've done it, right? Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. She's really cool. Does some cool bits in it, but the the focus is on the pets. I want to make this clear. The focus is on the pets. <laughs> you've got old, uh, you've got old Jim from the Office as uh, Superman. Obviously, you've got Dwayne Johnson and uh, Kevin Hart as well uh, as the as the pets. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got uh, 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 Keanu Reeves as Batman. Nice. And there is just some really great That's really little, cool. little DC jokes yeah. in this film. Lots of funny little DC little jokes that, that people will enjoy. And the story itself is actually pretty good. The animation's really fun, really good. Uh, the, like, I really enjoyed the story. 
And uh, I don't know, man. It's just way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Music again. Classic Batman theme, Superman theme. Almost the classic, almost the Green Lantern. Because that's what gives you the emotional reaction to these characters, right? Is the music. And uh, yeah, I watched it with Sam and I I think Sam enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, it was was cute. It was pretty funny. I just... uh, I don't know. I hope the, 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 in your voice, you said, I think Sam enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> the pure hope. I mean, it was great to see Green Lantern again in the end. All Mate, I do pets. believe you'll get a live action Green Lantern. Oh, I do believe it will. Eventually happen. it'll fucking happen. <laughs> it will. Oh, but no, it is good. They chose a good Green Lantern and all the pets, they get their powers and then they, they kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're basically got to save the Justice League, right? But, but one of the pets isn't sure about himself and Crypto Superman's dog is trying to, you know, get these ragtag group of pets together to, to save the Justice League. And I don't know. Yeah, the turtle is my favourite. The turtle had me, like, rolling the tortoise. Yeah, there's some adult jokes in this movie that were definitely there going are. to his and, and cursing, although it's, like, bleeped out, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a really... DC animation is always really good. And uh, and uh, yeah, they, I really I really liked it. I really liked it. The the villain was funny as well. The little uh, kind of uh, I don't know what was he like a like a hamster or something like a gerbil. But yeah, she was she was pretty good. And, she was uh, a guinea pig. Ah, oh, that's right, a guinea pig. Yeah, Lex Luthor's guinea pig, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was great. She she was bald like him. She was. She was. They did some great little moments. I really enjoyed. So if you're in the mood for some light relief, then I think uh, DC Super Pets is where it's at. And if you want to hear that original Superman theme again, knock it out. (laughs) Uh, That's me done then, I guess. Um, Other than my song, which I'm trying to think of. What's your song, Will? Which I'm trying to think of right now. Go away, What's Spotify. What's your song, Mister Monday? Oh my God, it's tasking me to rate Spotify now. Just let me let me go to my playlists. <laughs> uh, so obviously, I've been listening to Blackpink a lot lately. They had a new album that came out, but I'm not going to choose that. I'm not going to choose Blackpink. Actually, I've decided. I am going to choose. Selena Gomez just had a documentary come out about her battle with uh, kind of depression and uh, things like that, and she had a song that came out accompanying it. Uh, and it's called My Mind and Me. Uh, yes, yeah. I love that song. It's 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 very good, very kind of uh, oh, emotional makes me and, sad. and deep. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's, I wanted it, to cry. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely that kind of uh, that kind of thing. So Insomniac, you're gonna love it. Uh, and that's that's my song. So JMO. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Thank you. Well, I I don't want to go on too much because I have, it's been a long. <laughs> Since I've been on here, so um, <laughs> obviously I'll try and shoot through things. Everything. Sorry, listeners, because I've got a lot. So last time I was on here, <laughs> I had just picked up a PlayStation Four. Yeah, I know, so retro, right? Um, <laughs> and I bought it for Grand Turismo specifically because Grand Turismo Seven came out. So without going into too deep, like Elden Ring. Grand Turismo 7 is probably the second most played game I've done all year. And it's phenomenal. Like, I, it has a lot of issues. I'm not going to lie, the fact that it's one of these always online games. 
when it first released, there was an issue where, which was quite famous where Sony or the developers did an update to it and the game was offline for about five days. Oh, yeah, meaning, I remember that. Meaning that if, you've, if you wanted to play it, you could only play the basic arcade mode, which was a couple of races and a couple of cars. And it, it was a real disastrous bit of PR for Sony because it should never be an online-only game. So all the garages stuff, all the multitude of races, the cafe, um, the online stuff, obviously, because they were doing their work to it, the marketplace was all offline. It was an unmitigated disaster. It really was. That um, does sound bad. But it is. I mean, this is my only gripe with the game. I think the it shouldn't be an always online game. Well, you should be if they're doing updates or they're doing anything to it, you should be able to access your carriage of cars, and you should be access more more races and options. Mm. Um, but having said that. The actual racing experience for the type of racing game it is, um, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm thoroughly enjoying the way each of the cars handles. And bearing in mind, I know it was designed for the PS5, but the way the PS4 handles it, I think it looks better than a lot of games that I play racing-wise, even on the Series S. Um, it's so smooth. The in- the in-car view, the layout. Um, the dashboard displays, the level of detail on the cars. Hmm. I do think that's always, something that's, I've seen in a racing game. That's definitely a thing with uh, Gran Turismo because it was smooth. You know, even the old PS3 ones were smooth as butter. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just so. And also, I've been doing a few online races, so I've gone into the sport menu and I've been racing online and. You have to qualify with a decent time to get your place on the grid, which I quite like. You have a sort of you have a time setting of how long to qualify. The races, there are penalties for bad drivers, which I like. I know online some people don't like it. Am I talking like a Jamo? I'm trying. I, I'm. Tr- I think. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just the a Christmas bit... tree is blocking up the signal. Jamo said. <laughs> It's like it's up and blocking the signal. Maybe it is just Discord. Maybe it is just Discord. Maybe it's one of the settings on the Chromebook. Have you got anything um, else open on your Chromebook? Maybe try just having Discord be the only thing running. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gran Turismo 7 online. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I'm a bit jealous, so, Jamie, yeah, to be because uh, I really want to play that game. I think now they've got a 25th, Gran Turismo 25th anniversary edition coming out in the next couple of weeks mm. because obviously it's marking the birthday of the franchise. So it, that is the time to probably pick it up. But then it might come onto the PC because a lot of PlayStation oh, games true. have been ported. That's true. That'd be amazing. Because remember, they did Spider Man earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got onto the PC. As well. And. By and large, that's a phenomenal um, port. Um, and the thing is, just going on the PlayStation stuff, um, I've gone to a lot of the, um, obviously, so-called, the just the PlayStation games 
Um, obviously, I've dabbled in God of War, which, wow, I've missed that. I've really missed a couple of really decent games. Spider-Man, I've loved what I've played of it. Oh, it's just, obviously, it's us. the perfect, yeah, it's the perfect Spider-Man game in my opinion. Oh, oh it's the story. It doesn't mm. feel like a game. It feels like another Spider-Man. I don't know film. how far you've gone into it, but I, I actually think it's one of the um, best spider-man stories that is in yeah the sort of spider-man universe yeah i think it's awesome so good i've i let's say i've got a um i've got past a bit where a certain other main spider-man character has come in so um i don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't because it's a nice surprise when that character does turn up Mm. um but obviously, I've, if I say I've been to the funeral of this character's dad, I think it was. Um, I think that or yeah. uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, you know, you know where I am. Yeah. Um, but that was a really pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting that character in it so soon. No, no, I don't think a lot of people when it first came out. I don't think people expected this character to also be yeah. in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. So anyway, yeah, and it is it is and web slinging through the city, it's so again, so smooth. Probably the best Spider-Man experience I've experienced in a video game. Yeah. It's the way the so webs work. Yeah. And the open world, it's a it's a decent New York City. Um there's lots going on, you don't you feel like you're just interacting with the city rather than the city interacting with you mm-hmm. it feels like you're just part of the day-to-day which i like um which is funny as well because there's a lot of npc count in there and yeah. for a system like the play ps4 to be able to handle that without any problems mm-hmm. it and still to this day it quite amazes me to be honest, I mean, it yeah. was 2018 it came out, wasn't it? Or was it 2017? Yeah. Something like it, um, it, it was a while ago now. Yeah. 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 So it runs so smooth. So I just want to say hats off to PS4. I might, I don't think I'm going to be getting a PS5 because of the just cost of them. Yeah, it's right just now too it's expensive. just, yeah. they are so expensive. They are so expensive. I'm quite tempted to look out for a second hand PS4 Pro. I think a second hand PS4 Pro. Around the 150 mark, that and I've seen it. Well, you know, what I yeah. thought it was interesting. Mm. Uh, a colleague of mine was trying to buy a new PS4, and I guess they don't make them anymore. <laughs> they don't. They're not in no, stock anyway. Yeah, didn't they stop? They stopped um, a year or two ago. I oh. think you could get a slim model, but the slims are about 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. no. We, I was looking on like game and stuff, and they just nowhere, nowhere you can get a new one. Yeah, it's all pre-owned. No. Yeah, well, they're tr- obviously they're trying to push the PS5 because it's yeah. the latest tech. Um, but that would be okay. That, that would be okay if you could out. buy one at retail price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and it's it's still, you know, it's very easy to get an Xbox Series X, X for instance. Mm, yeah, but a PS5 is still hard to come by. Mm. Um, and also, I've seen Series Xs for about three sixty in CEX. So, I mean, if I am going to upgrade to a more powerful console, it will be the Series X rather than a PS5. 
But in terms of PlayStation, I think a Pro is what I'm looking at. Mm. So yeah, I'm yeah, not desperate to to get a PS5, but there's a few exclusives on there now. A, a, a few more now where I'm like, yeah, like yeah, if I was get, to get one point, now, yeah, yeah, you'd have a lot to play. You know, I'd I have think, a few that I'd want to I play. I think there's there's got to be due another iteration of it as well. Like because yeah, we're it's a bit nice, <laughs> a bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're about two, three years into this cycle of consoles. Doesn't feel so like it, does got... it. It doesn't feel like it. Maybe it's no. just because they've not been able to get them. But it doesn't feel like it came out kind of that long. The thing ago. is, we always say this though. We said this about the, the <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah, uh... we know. It's just the way it will it's... always feel. I, I still yeah. always feel like the current generation of consoles is the Xbox 360. Yeah, we're just stuck in. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is though, the 360 was the biggest leap from the previous generation yeah. of consoles in terms yeah. of that PS3 360 because of the graphics difference. You don't, this is like every console since is a slight alteration or a slightly better. I don't know. I don't know about that, JMO, because if you look at like late 360 games and then kind of even just early one games, the you see it in like the lighting effects and the, the shadow effect, I think. I think certainly the 360 was... It was literally like what is the, I'm forgetting the right analogy, but it was like really scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of what it could do mm. with at that time modern gaming. It was like you know it started to show that it was made in what was it two thousand and yeah longest generation wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well I've inherited an Xbox three hundred and sixty off my brother's head, so I've got that set up. You know, my little gaming area as well. So <laughs> I was playing Test Drive Unlimited too. Oh man! And actually, oh, bloody hell! That, throwback. Yeah. Well, obviously the online's completely gone, but you can still buy cars for it because the marketplace still works. But it, it actually, you know, as a precursor to what then became Forza Horizon, mm. it's actually a really good because it had so many disasters when it launched as well in terms of the online component, but. Playing it now, it feels like a little bit of gaming history, for, for better or for worse, because it does have things that are all in a lot of open world racing games now. Um, um, it's only, worth only going racing game to... where you can indicate Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, it's crazy, and you, you press a button. Yeah, yeah, you press a button, and the um, top goes down on the car if you got convertible. You've got like convertibles so you can actually automatic roofs and that so you can take the roof off or put it back on again. Um, but yeah, so moving on, I didn't want to go focus too much on the, the Grand Turismo 7 because I, I think when we come and do a game of the year show or something like that next year, it will be up there. Um, so just quickly on games as well. Grid Legends, what an mm. underrated bit of fun that game is like i've been game, playing though? it i think it's great take it for what it is um the story mode i love the story okay. and it is it's one of these things where they try to do something different with the racing genre it's not a standout like 10 out of 10 game like gran turismo 7 is but it's fun the races are fast um, it plays like a grid game, mm. and that's what I like. 
And outside of the story, you do have the career mode stuff as well. I've played it a little bit, and I, I wasn't very enamoured with it. And I'm a racing game guy. And uh, you said yeah. the races felt fast, Jamo. I'm surprised, because they felt slow as hell to me. I felt like I was driving a tank. It was worse than Leave Speed the Run. How fast did you, yeah. how far did you get into it, though? I mean, because uh, you get the cars, and they zip. I mean, really zip. Further on into the story, I think I'm chapter... 29 well, you got, story yeah i didn't i didn't stick with it for that long jmo because i just i mean it just felt like driving around a tanker on the on the track and i was uh, oh, no it no. does as the story goes on but obviously it's on game pass now which is why i played it and the full game's on there whereas before it was a 10 hour trial yeah yeah um it's like I say it's not gonna it's rip up any trees it is what it is but it's quite if you look at this year in terms of games, it's quite underrated. The more you play it, the more you think actually it's it's not bad. It's not it's it's not too bad. <laughs> um, quickly, and the last game, oh, I've got another one I want to mention. Quickly, Return <laughs> to Monkey Island. Oh my God, what an amazing it's surprise this game way, is! Anyway. I know <laughs> it is such. <laughs> I just Return to Monkey Island. So basically, it's Ron Gilbert who did the original two Monkey Island games from back in the day, Secret Monkey Island and Secret Monkey Island 2, The Chuck's Revenge. Um, basically, initially, when they first came out, they were legendary point-and-click adventures. A lot of comedy in there, some very funny stuff. Um, Ron Gilbert, the creator, has been away from it when Lucas Lucasfilm had it or LucasArts had it. Now he's taken back control of it. Return of Monkey Island is came out in the summer on the PC. It's now on Game Pass. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. There's so much comedy, some very clever puzzles in there, um, good storytelling. Um, the way the point and click works, They you can either use your shoulder buttons to move across... Um, items in the actual screen to attract your attention or you can move your character around normally and just walk over to what you want to talk about or the puzzle and press a on it um yeah i put some pictures in the whatsapp group did you see them i did see them i did see them the graphic style initially didn't so the first thing about this i wasn't particularly enamored with the graphical style initially however as you play through the game and the story the graphic style you get used to it and actually you start to think oh actually the graphic style makes sense um it makes a lot of sense um even like there's a there's one of the quests and it's quite early on where you have this chef that works in the scum bar which is where all the pirates hang out and you have to get a new mop in order to finish one of these puzzles. But he sends you to this. You've got to get a, a the legend the quest for the legendary mop head. It's called. And you have to go into these woods and cut down a certain type of tree to get a certain part for your mop. Um, but the actual the graphical style as you're in the woods, and when this when you actually chop down the tree um it's again done very cleverly 
it's like a cartoon at times um it's it's such a good adventure game um i highly rate it um and all the um speech and like i say the comedy the music the background music is is brilliant it makes you feel like you're in a pirates of the caribbean ride at disneyland the background music's superb um but yeah i i loved it absolutely loved it and i just want to say one other thing as well before i move on to movie stuff um i brought brought for the first time since i think black ops 3 i brought modern warfare 2 the new one um and i've been playing with mates cross cross gen because they've got playstation 5 um and i've been playing on the series s and i've been enjoying it i've been having fun i'm not taking it too seriously i normally isn't it don't take it too yeah. seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I've had it on mute as well. So hence, yeah. I, I don't really hear <laughs> people slagging me off anyway, even when I get a score of one kill or something in a match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Last year, I was so hyped for Battlefield 2042 and it turned out to be as it was that I came into Modern Warfare 2 with just say, just play it and enjoy it. That's all you need to do. Um and actually, I'm having some really good nights on it on a Friday night until about, yeah, late night. Um, really like it. There's a mode on there called Invasion, which is basically a massive team deathmatch. But the way the large maps work on there, you'd think that a large map, it'll be like a Battlefield map where it's spread out. The large maps are big, but they don't feel spread out. They're still tight corners like a typical COD map so you can just hide around corners but if you want to spread out and and snipe from afar there are areas to snipe from but what happens with invasion is as the match goes on vehicles come into play as well so you get tanks and um atr units coming into it as well and it's all you know it turns into a massive massive battle and you've got bots as well in it so you're not just playing against um, online players. You have bots as well, so you can always up your score. So it it feels a lot fairer than COD used to feel. Um, but yeah, I'd say I've had a lot of fun with it. A I'll, cut lot this of fun. Out. I'll cut this out of the podcast this bit. But I'm, it's been a while since a games company reached out to me to uh, <laughs> to do anything. But Activision gave me a key for Modern Warfare 2 to, to make a video about it. So. Really? <laughs> What do you think? Have you played much? No, I haven't played the multiplayer. I've just done the campaign. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Call of Duty. It looks good. The graphics are a lot better than they used to be, I guess. <laughs> I need to play See, the, the campaign's but, uh... The campaign's really good. I wasn't, again, I wasn't expecting it to be as good or look as great as it. Amsterdam looks amazing. Mm. When you the bit where you win Amsterdam, phenomenal how they've got that going but it's just a small area yeah i haven't got to that bit just yet i've just done the first mission because it took forever to to do the video but uh oh yeah yeah, that that first mission is hard work because it's all at night i know know. but no Mm. i've I've Mm. enjoyed what i've played of it so far it's called duty it's it's like i think being away from it for so long Mm. It makes you appreciate it. If I was one of these players that played it every single year, I think I'd probably be feeling a little bit of, oh, 
it's the same old stuff. But because I'm fresh to it again, I'm yeah. really enjoying it, and I I quite like that feeling. I like the way the I've always liked like Call of Duty handles in terms of the weapons because they you know they, they don't feel as serious as weapons. I think we've but, you know you know oh, you can shots yeah you can get shots off um but yeah that's pretty much that on cod um yeah like i say I, I enjoy it i think it's good fun um so my main thing i want my, the main thing i was looking forward to what i'm talking about and i've been waiting a few months for this because we haven't recorded for a while um so I know I speak about the Predator franchise quite a lot. Oh, but he's doing it. He's doing it. Pred- I didn't think he was going to do it. Oh, my I'm God. Doing it. I'm going there. I'm going there. <laughs> I'm going. I've... Yeah. It's, it's been... Predator in 2018 was a bit of a di- disappointment. And it also almost destroyed the franchise because it did so badly, box office-wise, for what was spent on it. Um so when i heard a new predator film was coming out i didn't have very high hopes at all i was just thinking okay it's fine i'll watch it but um so i would like to talk about prey yes yeah i can't believe one we of, all agree on this jbo it's very rare for us all to agree of, on something really it's one of the biggest surprises for me this year and it's a pleasant surprise Firstly, I mean, obviously, it's set 268 years before um, Predator. And obviously, the director, Dan Trachtenberg, obviously, did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a great film. Um, So he has a track record of making decent movies anyway. Um, But first thing, I never thought I'd be saying the fact that in terms of a a movie, it looks stunning. Mm. Like... Because they filmed it in British Columbia. Those scenes when they're walking across the actual uh, the wildlands, as it were, it's the scope and the scale of it. I've never seen a Predator movie. I never thought I would say a Predator movie looks phenomenal because they always do it in modern cities or, you know, in AVP's case in a ship or in the Antarctic, somewhere that's close and confined. Whereas to set it in British Columbia and to set it around in a Comanche tribe with a female, um, a lead female character called Nauru, who is basically the twice chief's daughter. And she's trying to, she wants to be a hunter. And because the, because all the women in the tribe do all go and get the food and that sorry not the food they do all the daily stuff mm. while women aren't allowed to hunt but then she wants to hunt and that's her skill and she's she's proven herself throughout the film and i love the way that she has a really good story arc, and she's yeah. a really good character as well a really good character I mean, yeah, she really is me and Sam watched this as well and uh, we really loved it i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah, I thought it was amazing. I I think the surprising thing as well, they could have gone in two two ways with it as well. I think 
they could have had multiple predators in the film, but the fact that they stuck with one made the film so much better. And also, when the predator comes into the film, it's not your usual predator. And I've watched it about seven times now because it's not a long film either. No, no. Um, and which is quite, it's quite fast and punchy, and it it hits all the main keynotes at the points where you'll sort of maybe, if it was a longer film, you'd be slipping off. Yeah. As it were, then it hits the the keynotes at certain times. I've since been doing a little bit of research on the film and the the actual predator that is in the film, it has a different look to some of the other predators because it's actually meant to be a teenager as well. Yeah, it's like a rookie rookie predator. Yeah, it's a rookie, which is why it behaves in a certain way, which is, you know, especially the way the film plays out as well, because there's people that, the way that some of the battles happen towards the end, you're thinking, surely a predator should be able to mm. beat that. But actually, that it's a teenage predator with a lack of experience. Yeah. It sort of, it, it works. It almost like, um. so you've got Nabu, the tribal chief who's trying to prove herself, and also the predator, being a young predator, the predator is trying to prove itself as well. And obviously there's a great, scene at the end which is actually not done in filmic it's in the um it's almost like an end credit scene which kind of justifies the thought of it's a young predator um the yeah i was, I was gonna say it it's also linked quite nicely with predator 2 as well yeah yeah I read so there's that, a, there's yeah. a tiny little detail in there that I've I've said it before. The end of Predator Two is one of the biggest things for the whole Alias and Predators franchise because it links so much together. But to be able to link something in this film to that film, but do it in such a cool way, I thought was really good. Um, yeah, I was blown away by it. I really was. I can't believe that I'm talking. To, I'm really excited to see where the Predator franchise goes next now that disney have the reins on it well i mean the end credits it wasn't really a scene was it it was like a storyboard almost uh that's it so i mean they could definitely keep going with 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 what they hinted at in the in the end credits but i don't know how that would then yeah. tie in with the rest of the franchise so i don't think i think well i don't think it matters because they've sort of by setting it where they have set it, they've kind of set themselves up so they can actually do films in this era. Well, yeah, that's, that's you know true. they. I think, and it it needed a refresh. The whole franchise as a whole needed a because it kind of similar to the Terminator franchise. It feels a little bit sluggish and too much weight on it at times, and it needs just um, it needed trimming down. Um, and that's what this film does. It trims it down. But also, as well, the way that the Predator starts out, it's... I don't think in other films I've seen the Predator hunt anything other than humans. And in this film, mm. it's going up the um, food chain, as it were. Yeah. In, there it is. And there's, this, there's an amazing scene with the wolf. I thought that scene was great, where it's just the wolf versus the Predator. Um, 
I thought that was really cool. Um, obviously, you've seen in the trailers the bear scene, um, but that yeah, actually plays out bigger. That was it's like, and when the way that the reveal for the predator is after the bear stuff and all the blood running down the cloaked predator, it looks it's a great sort of imagery. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. This film has imagery to it as well, which predator movies haven't had for a while. Definitely, it looked amazing. Like the whole, the whole it is a really, really, really good film. Definitely, really surprised me how much I enjoyed it. And now we've got an well, we've got an Aliens TV show coming next year, haven't we? On through Hulu, so it will be on Disney Plus. But that's going to be a TV series. So they're obviously trying to get both franchises. They're trying to do some work on them. Yeah. Um, but obviously, from from watching the Predator stuff. I've really got back into comics again. So because Marvel have got a new Predator comic series, I've been ordering comics from Forbidden Planet and getting them sent here um, as I posted in the group chat. And um, yeah, I've, I've been reading Marvel comics again. And I've, but what it has done is it's, I've ended up buying other comics when I'm on the store. I'm only spending like £10 at a time. Um, but I'm getting about five or six comics, and it's sort of um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying my comic books again. Nice, good. Yeah, um, that is oh one other thing as well, <laughs> and this is probably me and Ben's thing. I, when you were talking about Skywalker in that last episode, Ben. Yeah. You there? <laughs> yeah. I was trying, I was trying, to, I was trying to think what Obi- you meant by Skywalker. No, sorry. Obi-Wan. I meant Obi-Wan, sorry. But you're right. talking Obi-Wan. And we're saying about, oh, sorry, you were saying about how the characters, there's no real surprise because the characters that you know what's going to happen with them. And yeah, pretty much. I think Obi-Wan, Obi, as much as it was a really good show and as much as you and McGregor was brilliant in it, it sort of played out the way that we kind of expected it exactly. to, and they couldn't do. Yeah. They couldn't do as much with the Obi Wan Vader thing as everyone had hoped. But what they did do was okay, um, but it wasn't phenomenal by any means. Yeah. Which brings me to I've I've watched the whole of Andor, and this is this is sort of the complete opposite to Obi Wan, where although we know what happened with Cassian Andor. We know where he's going. But for 12 episodes, um, it's some of the best um, Star Wars stuff I've seen for a long time See, within it. The I way. haven't watched it. But <gasps> okay. But I've just been seeing nothing but praise and the, people basically saying this is the best, one of the best things that Disney have done. Um yeah, I, I, I must admit, I wasn't excited by it. I was, no. before it came out, yeah. I was like, really? I mean, like, yeah. I enjoyed, I loved Rogue One and, you know, I enjoyed Cassian Andor as a character, but I was like, why are they picking him as a as a lead for a, for yeah. a series? And I was like, yeah. And the first few episodes came out and people were saying, yeah, it's good, it's good. But it sounds like the series really ramps up and... Yeah. I've just heard nothing yeah. but good things. It does some really... I think it, it's because it does... So, so Cassinandor is... 
is not a big character, but the role he plays in starting something up is huge. But yeah. this is the thing. We don't know much about the character. We In Rogue One, we knew he was a bit of a rogue and he was Rebel's assassin almost. So this, when you get to the start of it, the first three episodes, I think, are a slow build, but there's a lot in there. And it does do a lot of... There's a lot of plotting and, you know, there's a lot of stuff within. A lot of intrigue. Um, there's, there's a lot of intrigue, yeah. And it sets it up. It's a very grown-up tale. I wouldn't say, whereas Obi-Wan sort of had to sit on the fence, kind of. It had themes in there that it could have gone further with, but it didn't. Um, Andor yeah. really does. It really does. It has, like... You know, the way some of the characters come in, you really have to listen to the dialogue. Um, there's not many sort of big... There's no big, like, Star Wars characters in it besides and Andor. Also another, yeah, there's no... I've heard there's oh. no big Star Wars characters. There's no... There is like, one, sorry. There is well, one other big... Yeah, there's I've heard, one. I've, I've yeah. heard that there, there's pretty, it's pretty much its own thing. It, it yeah. could potentially be separate completely if you took away the star wars name you could have it could be its own story without the star wars yeah. name tag yeah yeah i yeah. like that uh, yeah it is it's um i won't say any all i will say is that there's, there's a couple of episodes in the middle and then there's a there's a there's your typical slow moving episode which will just thread things together and then you've got three episodes, three episodes that are back-to-back -back in the same area. Well, they split between two areas, but they're all split on the same thing. Mm -hmm. And those three episodes are are so good. They're very dark. It almost turns into a 1970s dystopian sci-fi thing. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah. watch it. It's one of those where I heard it was good. People were really praising it. I was sort of halfway through it was on. And I was like, Do you know what? I'll wait until all the episodes are out and then I'll like binge mm. it. Yeah. And it's worth doing. It's worth watching yeah. it as a bit. Especially, well, the middle of the, let's say the middle of the series has, I wouldn't say it's the best episode, but it's one of the best episodes. But the way it builds up to the episode is really well done it's very thoughtful yeah. you actually there's a lot of them um, you actually care about what happens to some of the characters because they've taken the time to build up these characters you don't yeah. even know who they are yeah um and it again it's got some cool imagery of where certain things from the star wars world are placed yeah um i, th I thought it's absolutely superb it's probably for me it's probably the third best thing Disney have done since they've had the Star Wars and Marvel thing. So nice. I put WandaVision and Mandalorian at the top. I put Andor as the third best thing. Wow, that is high praise. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, the Marvel shows, Loki, I watched all of it, and She-Hulk is great fun. Yeah, but I really I like she say that's one of 
just, it's, just, it's really funny. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just quickly on She-Hulk. It really um, kind of breaks the mold for the Marvel kind of formula that they've got going on and kind of takes the piss out of it, and I really liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Tim Roth in anything, yeah. I'll watch him in literally anything he's ever in. I yes. love that man. Yes. I was not expecting him to come back. <laughs> I was crazy. not expecting it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. So that's me. Um, just one other thing. My music choice for the music list so i the summer um was pretty much there was a couple of songs that were really sort of soundtracking the summer after i'd worked at wimbledon and that and actually this guy's album is a really good album and he's not known for albums he's known for singles more than anything so the album is theory or whatever the artist is jamie t um and yeah he released this song called old style raiders which i want to put on and just going on the song itself it caught me by surprise because normally jamie t does almost like skiffle talky over the top type tracks oh william shatner but old style raiders yeah yeah (laughs) but old style yeah but old style raiders sounds like a proper like he's a proper grown-up, more mature artist now. Now, like like we were saying about Taylor Swift, he's evolving, he's progressing with his music style. Um, and I love the album. The album is one of my favourite albums this year. So, if you could put Jamie T. Old Style Raiders onto the list for me, please, Will. I certainly shall. And uh, thank you, Jamo, and thank you, everyone, for listening. You've really, you've really uh, made it through. <laughs> Through this one, this is one of the longest ones in the world. That's hard work, yeah. <laughs> that was hard work for me because I still don't have the router. <laughs> if you're still listening to this, <laughs> send us a message on Twitter. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. <laughs> Poor Jmo. Thank you. Poor Jmo's Mike. We'll have, to, we'll have to get him. I'll have to get him like a, a Wi-Fi extender. Get on up, Jmo. Get get on up. We can get your second router installed. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no product placement. There, <laughs> Product placement. Jesus. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get your second router. Poor Jmo. You need an extender or something. I think. <laughs> we got an extender, but oh. it's again obviously didn't work i think it might be through discord or it could just be my chromebook maybe maybe we should have gone with through the phone oh well we'll (laughs) it's all right jmo yeah i know it's all right we'll get there in the end we could understand you yeah we did it yeah ben's ready to go ben's like we did it we've done it it's over it's over it's over will (laughs) i want to get out it's been three hours for god's sake wait 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 we've got to say one other thing what have we got to say, Jamie? One other thing, seeing as we're talking Doc, Doctor Who and Daleks, oh, you know, I who'd have thought it, David Tennant? I can't believe it. Uh, David Tennant. I know, I was going to talk about it, oh, but I my thought God, we were talking about good. enough. <laughs> no, we got, well, we'll just have it here. I thought that was, I was not expecting that at all. All, all I'll say is that it's the best episode that that fucking hack of a writer has ever written for Doctor Who. Yeah. He's really, I mean, yeah. Jodie Whittaker's time could have been much better if she'd had yeah. more competent writing for her episodes but that that oh. episode was really really good and if he just had that kind of quality throughout her all of her run i feel like it would have been so much better but you know it is what it is the rasputin moment was one of the best parts of doctor who since like david tennant era yeah and i really yeah. enjoyed that and now we've got 
And now we've got him back. He's back. That's the dot. Yeah. Which is going to be fun. I like David Tennant's dot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it it kind of plays out. But anyway, we've stopped the podcast now. All right, guys, you're hearing me? It's done. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you soon-ish, as soon as we can. And we'll probably talk about our favourite things of 2022. Bye for See you now. in eight months' time. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.